Welcome to the Atlaran Adventuring Company. This is the world of Atlaran. Beyond the Forgotten Realms, and perhaps not far from Exandria, Atlaran and her two-moon sky have seen leviathans, dissolutions, divine gates, and calamities. And that's only the last 5,000 years. These have all played parts in the world's fate, but it's the people that truly shape the future. And, every so often, little windows of time, short glimpses into exceptional people's lives, are plucked from the midst of the chaotic centuries, and we call them stories. They're not always epics of heroism and bravery, quite the contrary. Every hero was once a bumbling fool, or a selfish mercenary looking to make a platinum, or, in most cases, both. But on a far smaller scale, perhaps it is time we look at the 300 years since our last story. Much of the world of Atlaren has entered an industrial age of machines, magics, gunpowder, and most volatile of all, the printing press. Factions and nations fight for political supremacy as much with blade and bow as paper and ink. But the machinations of nobles don't mean much to our crew. In this particular window in time, it is the year 501, and despite the advancements of the world, the Antarctic continent of Frosthold is still a little behind. A trio of wanderers have unknowingly taken up a mercenary contract together, intertwining their separate threads. Each seek a form of salvation in their own way. One must undo a mistake, one must find their strength, and one must find their true place. Scrappy misfits all. This is their story, pitted against a world of danger and rushing further into the unknown every waking moment. I need no weapon, for I am the weapon. I need no armor, for my family is my armor. When I fall, I rise to guard eternal. This was the Nothar Creed that Fustrak Broadhorn was raised by. A Minotaur barbarian with a love of battle and honor, the son of Chief Tejar is fiercely protective of those he cares about. Fustrak is traveling the world to learn new fighting styles and techniques, and hoping to bring them back home to Garrod Eldathas. While not exactly smart, Fustrak makes up for it in brute strength and tenacity on the battlefield. The maul on his back comes in handy, but Fustrak prefers unarmed combat to even the playing field. Despite his gruff exterior, Fustrak can be quite patient, kind, and gentle, but guards the secrets of his past tightly though it may soon catch up with him. If you're ever in search of polite company and good conversation, perhaps Magda Renly won't be your first choice. If you have a problem that needs taken care of by whatever means necessary, however, you won't find a better mercenary for the job. Hailing from the Bjorning woods of Amnoblin, Magda has traveled the world under the employment of the Atlan Mercenary Company. She's a human blood hunter who acquires her abilities from special concoctions taught to her by the Guild of the Gate. While she has served the AMC for many years, anyone who comes across her may get the distinct impression she has no interest in niceties and kissing arse to rise through the ranks. Even so, Magda knows that in order to achieve her goals, she needs the AMC and the Guild. If she'll ever be able to stop looking over her shoulder and finally start looking forward, she needs to play the game. But she'll be damned if she lets herself trust anyone again. Oh, hey there, guy. My name is Noah Nicholas Nesbit Barago, which you know is probably too many names, but Ma and Dad couldn't pick one they liked best, and even after all that effort to choose one, they like, you know, they ended up calling me Nick, wouldn't you know? 
Even my babysitters growing up, old Alma and Candy, called me all sorts of things because, Christ, they had a lot to choose from, didn't they? Half the time I don't even know who anyone is talking to, but I answer anyway because I just like to be helpful. Okay, uh, where was I? Oh yeah, you can just call me Noah. I grew up in a sweet little suburb of Port Midcord called Reese's Ridge, and I tell you what, I wouldn't have it any other way. My parents have a successful little potion shop that I helped out with as a kid. My dad was doing crazy experiments with the potions while Ma was tinkering away on whatever she could find. You know, I remember some of the other kids while I was growing up, they would come to our neighborhood barbecues and bring their toys over to show off. Why, this one time I accidentally melted poor Patty's new doll, and boy did I feel silly. After that, you can sure bet I got a good lesson in potion safety. Well, once I got older, I traveled around with the Phelan caravan since, you know, they were good friends of the folks, and I learned a lot more on my travels. Now, after traveling so much, I've helped the folks expand the business and, you know, created a few more things that we can stock in our stores. I came to Frosthold in search of some rare ingredients and to make some new, you know, potion things with. And I'll be darned all the heck if I'm not going to come up with something cool to show Ma and Dad next time I come home. Vagrant, entertainer, gun for hire, the Christmas fortune mayor has been known as many things and gone by various names. Whatever suits him best at the time. To get to the next day, to the next job, to the next handful of coin. Christmas does not go out of his way to show cruelty nor kindness and grants neither favor nor misfortune. He acts solely for his own interests and only helps or harms others to further those interests. Though born far in the north under more privileged circumstances, an encounter with the chaotic magic of the Feywild set Christmas Path in a drastically different direction, a direction that changed him, both inward and outwardly. But with change comes freedom, and with freedom comes danger. Survival from one day to the next is both exhilarating and grueling, but Christmas has mastered surviving. Whether by the stage or a passing stranger's pocket, making it to the next day is his speciality. Hello everybody and welcome to the Atlaran Adventuring Company. I'm your Dungeon Master Taylor Wallace and with me I have Astrid Knight. Hello. I have Blake Wolf. Hi everybody. I got Zach Gale. <laughs> what? Hello. And I got Zach Coop. I'm here too. That was smooth as fuck. Hell yeah. All right. Mostly. Uh, All right. Back, time everybody. for the clusterfuck. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome back. Happy Saturday, y'all. Time for some healthy escapism. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> healthy. <laughs> uh, is there so, unhealthy slash healthy escapism? Like, I mean, we're not all doing math, so. That's yeah. true. This yeah. is like, true. <laughs> everybody smile. We all have our teeth. Yeah, parents, we could all be crackheads. Yeah. You're welcome. And instead, we're Satanists. All right, let's do this. <laughs> My parents don't watch this. Yeah, are you kidding? <laughs> My mother-in-law attempted to, uh, but she had no idea what we were talking about. And so yeah. she was like, this is nice. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> and I thought parent... it was very nice. <laughs> I know one parent can't, and I doubt the other could. So yeah, it's hard to get reception underground. <laughs> yeah, especially yeah. <laughs> Fuck. 
All right. Anyway, um, so last time, five G. Not jokes, working down there yet. Not quite. Gotta gotta get some uh, fiber fiber cable. Yeah. yeah. Um. So last time, uh, you guys had just finished helping a uh, helping civilians escape during a riot in Awas caused by apparently the execution of a number of whistleblowers. Uh, who called out a Glacier Watch major who was using prisoners as essentially slave labor with some friends who owned nearby businesses. It's, uh... Boy, howdy, does real life leak into this game? Um, you Just look at be, like, be like, you Amira can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um... You also learned uh, that none other than Walter Dine was reinforcing the Crimson Hammer agents in Awas and had been, along with the rest of Veneer Arms, uh, forbidden from selling or delivering to the Glacier Watch. In fact, he had been told to take back weapons if possible. Uh, it's, uh, he also mentioned when confronted that Magda had already told on him for the day. Which means Kit got straight to Leon at your request. So, that's fun. Uh, you did meet uh, Anna of Calm, uh, who was working as a leader, uh, though she is not the leader of the Crimson Hammer. Um, managed not to strangle Walter along the way. Hello, Titan. Uh, and you all stayed the night in Sing Tower at Helena's Welcome. Uh... In the morning, Noah got a sending from Alistair Altera, asking for your ETA to Manas, and Christmas found a Vodro post letter warning him that someone had found him. Uh, you all got uh, Kiyotori, a uh, big, big winter bird mounts uh, with Helena's help, and you headed south at Christmas's uh, very, very insistent behest. Uh, after being invisible for the first hour of the journey, he finally reappeared and shared his letter with all of you. Uh, it was not signed, simply said that someone knows where he is and he needs to move. And someone who had sent the letter was sorry for something? It is unclear as to exactly what's going on. Uh, by, uh, Skipping a bunch of other stuff. Uh, by Orn the 24th, uh, you all arrived at the edge of the Castro River Valley, two days away from Manas. You can see across the valley uh, where there's a ring of standing stones with what must be an earthblood fountain in the center, leaking lava into the valley. Uh, Jasper has explained to you that this is one of several major leyline crossroads, and monuments built on said crossroads are empty in their centers to allow the fountains to appear, as they appear in such places fairly often. Um, it is getting to afternoon, early evening, as you guys are descending the northern slope of the valley. Uh, you are going down to cross the Castro River, and... Uh, Manaz is directly past the standing stones if you wish to go give the Earthblood Fountain a look. What's the wow. date? It is Orn the 24th. Okay, just making sure. 
and Orn the 20th was one of the longest days that we have ever played this game. Because I think it lasted across three like episodes. three sessions. At least, yeah. Except for Yule. Oh my god. Yule, well, Yule, Yule was, was like 10 days long. Yeah. So Yeah, Yule was 10 days long, but it took fucking 20 episodes to get through. Yeah, we were playing Yule for like fucking three months. It was a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was three months, but it was like... It's close enough. Um, We were starting a war. Yeah, we know. Oh, I can't wait to come up with a bunch of weird-ass Yule traditions for uh, for Foostrax people. Oh, God. I'm going to start playing on that now. (laughs) You are the Yule goat. Yeah, start planning that now, after Yule. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to set up my own holiday. Okay. I mean, the Obsidian Collective did huh. it. You can do it. I wonder what it's no, going to be No, specifically during Yule time, I'm going to set up my own holiday. Uh, It'll be called and Thanksgiving. And steal from... <laughs> Are you going to steal, Sponsor. like, all of the Yule traditions and, like, call them your own and then, like, yeah. capitalize yeah. on them? I just make a yeah. fat red guy. All sorts of pagan stuff, but then I'm going to... You remember that Jesus guy that came up last time? going to make yeah. it all about him and then about just the hide pagan... Oh my god! Everywhere. This is Christmas's long game, and it's literally just starting Christianity in LR. Oh god! <laughs> it's just starting Christmas. That's yeah, all. That's yeah, that's it. Yeah, not not Christmas. actually. Yeah. It's like taco in uh, the adventure yeah. zone. Just long <laughs> just game. Make tacos. Wants to invent tacos. Yep. How's that fruit oh. punch? Do too? I discover the secret of sour cream? Uh, un- <laughs> sour unbranded. Cream. <laughs> all right y'all what are you doing uh, we're going to the earth blood fountain okay it is a way it's like even though you can see it it is a day and a half away it is on the opposite side of this valley it's going to take you a real long time to get down and back up Do, well, giddy up is, limp biscuit let's is go this entirely <laughs> is it entirely necessary that we go or you know i, really I feel like, like we already honest. had this conversation and the answer is yes I think the answer was yes, and then a couple of us are going to stay a safe distance away. Yeah, can mine be like a day and a half away? Or... <laughs> I just, I would like to get to Nana's, but... You know, let's make sure everybody stays really safe and we'll do like 20 feet. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not exactly keen on... Uh getting up close and personal with this one if you know what I mean right uh no no I don't but that's okay oh we we found one of these before and uh I died so oh well good thing I've got lots of spare potions eh yeah that one you couldn't really help with he was like he was like I was burned to a crisp and impaled. Yeah, yeah, it was. Mm. It's not good. Yeah, I was like double dead. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Met so... a god though. That was. <laughs> everybody, everybody, give me animal <laughs> handling checks. Oh, that's oh, right. We're on chocobos. You're on Kyotori. Nothing chocobos. like chocobos. You mean they're exactly like chocobos? Chocobos, chocobos, chocobos. I got a seven. Seven. Thirteen. I got a seventeen. 
But my bird oh, likes me. Oh, buddy. Oh, no. Oh, oh your bird spontaneously dies. <laughs> your, bir- your bird is like that, whatever that uh, uh, thing in Star Wars 2. The Tauntaun? If it Tauntaun, helps. thank you. Yeah. If it helps, it's Just a like five it. total. That doesn't help you. And then um, we have to cut it open and sleep inside of it for yeah. the night. I, I honor <laughs> I thought they smelled bad on the outside. The outside. Um, yeah. God. So it, it wasn't that hard of a check because these are these are birds literally built for mountain climbing and uh, and snow. So they are very, very adept at keeping their balance, even in crazy places. Um, this, even though it is an extremely steep uh sort of almost half slide down to the valley bottom. It's not going to take you that long to get to the bottom because it's going to be taken at speed, unfortunately. But uh, they're they're adept to the point that even Magda, who it's not that you can't control the animal, it's that you're... While you have experience riding, you do not have experience riding on this type of terrain or grade. Um, but you managed to stay on and not kill yourself or your bird, uh, as you guys just sort of, you find a couple, like, gravel slides and go down those because they're less awful than just trying to jump down. Uh, but poor Christmas, who is probably the most accomplished rider in the entire group, uh, for reasons known only to him, uh... You get about halfway down the valley side, and at this point, um, it's starting to... The sun is starting to set, but because of how deep this valley is, the shadow gets cast over the valley much earlier. Uh, hello! Hello! <laughs> oh, wait. Um, and so... You're not doing too badly until it gets just a little too dim for you to notice a few things. And there's one point where your bird is sort of making a diagonal line down the side of this gravel slide, trying not to fall. And you don't see a very large snake on the side of the hill. And your bird freaks the fuck out. You are not prepared for it to literally jump in the air and extend its wings because you're not used to this. And uh, you get thrown off and you just roll down the hill. Do you wait? But I want to know do you also get bit by the snake when you fall off? Because, like, that's important. I think, considering the chocobo flew up in the air, I'm not going to be that mean. Um, okay. Oh, it's my a chocobo now. God, hold on. He's just like <laughs> screaming in the background. It's so funny. God. So your bird, your chicken saw a snake, and now you're dead. Does it like glide all the way down? That's what I want to know. I mean, they can. Yeah. Honestly, that probably would have been a better way down this incline. It's true. Um, they they don't glide as well as chocobos do in like the games, but it can sort of like slow its fall. 
Um, but yeah, Christmas, uh, give me, uh, what kind of check do you think you should make for rolling down a gravelly hill? Constitution. (laughs) 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 You can, you can choose, I'll say, how about a dexterity save? Can I choose to use a spell instead? You can. Cool. Um, well, I am rolling. Actually, you know what? It sounded cool that I said I'm going to use a spell instead, but now I'm thinking about it, and I don't think I actually would do that. So I will roll the dexterity save. Okay. 14. 14? Okay. Um, you go rolling a ways, and let me tell you, gravel is not good on the joints, uh, or the head. Uh, so, on your way down, you're gonna take... Ooh, that's not okay. Uh, you're gonna take six points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, but you make it to the bottom faster than anybody else. <laughs> and you are very dizzy. Is this, like, the scene in The Princess Bride? They're just like, ow, 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 the whole way down. Yeah. It's, it's more like, um, it's more like the one in Kung Pao. Where the baby is rolling down the hill. <laughs> and halfway oh, yeah. down, a lady picks it up and is like, oh, baby! And then tosses it. <laughs> if, I'd, if I'd rolled really bad on the dexterity saving throw, then it would have been like Hot Rod, where you just see Andy Samberg get thrown down a mountainside multiple times. And it's like ridiculous yeah i'm just thinking landed in a snake pit i'm just thinking of like every ninja sex party video where yeah. it's the mannequin, the mannequin. He's just the mannequin. Yeah. <laughs> while he records uh, uh, ooh. <laughs> Noise. really shitty hit sounds yeah. yeah yeah uh but yeah you all watch christmas just go tumbling down the hill as the rest of your birds are just like Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Uh, but uh, Christmas, you, <laughs> yeah, Christmas, you come to a stop uh, probably a good 50 feet from the edge of the Castro River, which, mind you, here is very wide. Uh, not very deep, but definitely very wide. Uh, and it just roars past you. Uh, from down here, you can see through the length of the valley. Um, there are there are little stone structures everywhere. As you're like picking yourself up and getting your bearings, you notice that there are cairns everywhere, little stacks of stones uh, all along the edge of the river. What are you giggling about? I heard cairns. Yeah, I did too. No, it's Scottish. <laughs> so many cairns. There's just little bob cuts all over the yep. place. Where's I already know exactly how Harris is gonna respond to this question. Uh where's my bird? Your your Kyotari? I vaunt um, my bird. Approximately a hundred yards above you, just standing on the hillside, looking down at you, looking unbothered now that the snake is gone. I, I I'm gonna I can't whistle in real life, so I'll whistle to try to get it to to come. Wait, down you can't you. whistle? How long I mean, have we been friends? Haven't you heard him try? And we don't know this. 
No, no I, I don't think I've ever heard him try. I he did whistle. like a couple weeks ago. I yeah. heard that. Yeah, this is not um, the first time that's come up in this campaign. Uh, <laughs> uh, go ahead and make an animal handling check. Okay. You handle those animals. Ten. Ten? Yep. It. He does not come to your call. Uh, Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. <laughs> but the rest of you up, uh, up on the hillside, <laughs> you all manage to make your way down safely. And being that the Kyotori are sort of flock animals, the, the last one follows you down. And eventually, Christmas, you can get a hold of him. Um, down here, you guys are, of course, looking up the face of the other side of the valley. Uh, and the little trickle of lava flow coming down. Uh, and you can also see the edge of the wood line uh, to... You guys are facing south, so it would be to your right. Um, and, uh, yeah, it is getting kind of dark as you guys stop down here. So what, what would you like to do? Would you like to press on and try to... Make it to a flat point up on the other side of the valley, or do you want to stop here? Can I take a look at these cairns and uh, figure out, like, what... Do I know what they're for? Uh, make me a history check. Okay. I was going to say, I was probably going to do something similar. Yeah, you can You can both make history checks. One of you can do it with advantage if you want, or you can roll I, separately. I already rolled, I'll, so you I'll, take yours. Oh, I was going to say, I was I was going to give you advantage. You're probably okay. better well, at you. it than I am anyway. He's an okay. intelligent boy. Oh, yeah. I rolled a five and a four, so nine. Um, you're from Harris, where Cairns are not a cultural thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're... Shut up, you guys. I mean, what land. other culture do white people have besides Karen culture? Come on, I don't, I don't consider trucks. I don't consider monster a tiefling trucks. to be a white person. They're much too know. cool. Um, he was raised by white people. Yeah, basically. Uh, <laughs> but uh, these these stacks of stones are not a cultural thing in Harris. Uh, you know, they are in Amnoblin and uh, Frosthold, but. You can kind of find them anywhere because people think they're neat and they just stack stones like fucking tourists do. Um, Not realizing that there are cultural significances to the practice. And also when you move rocks into stacks like that, you ruin uh, homes and environments for animals. So that's fun. Um, Oh, now I feel bad about every time I do this when I see one of these. Okay. See, people don't realize it because they think they're just rocks. They but are it's just true. Rocks. You're you're taking away shelter from little little things that live underneath them. I mean, fair. You don't have to feel bad about it. Just don't do it. Well, anymore. I don't because the rock I moved was like this big, so That's like fine. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm not like moving care. whole boulders. And I'm the like, whole... oh, sorry. Fuck you, Fox family. I'm gonna move this whole boulder. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about, but okay. No, I know. It's more like uh, like crayfish and like small water-dwelling uh, things or like bugs. Oh, never done this but... in a river. Okay, whatever. Don't care. Uh, <laughs> okay. Don't, don't I, care. I do care. Don't care. <laughs> I do care, but just not in this moment. Um, 
Anyway, uh, you know they have cultural significance, but you do not know what for. I turn around. Jasper. Yeah. Uh, what do these things mean? Doesn't he just know? No, not necessarily. He's a cocoa. Okay. He lives here. Um, he he trots his Kyotori up and he looks at them. He says, uh, these are uh, trail markers. These oh, are probably okay. really, really old trail markers. And okay. he like gets off his Kyotori and like inspects one that has been there so long that like moss has grown across different rocks. Um, and he points uh, further east toward the mountains and says, um, this is probably a path between the Manas uh, Leyline Crossroad and the Nazis. Um, this is why the Runetown mm-hmm. Ring is called that. These cairn stones exist all the way around the ring. They're, uh-huh. they're like a, a pilgrimage path marker. Well, at least it's not Blair Witch stuff, right? So <laughs> I don't know what that means. That was me talking to you, not I know. Uh okay. Well uh cool rocks. Um we sh- do you wanna do y'all wanna camp here or like ford the river? Oh god. Die right of dysentery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh you know, get killed by a moose. We can Bandit steals our food in the night. Is this like big wide? Well, you said it was a wide river. Is this like roaring rapids, or is it pretty like uh, calm right now? Is it a lake? You guys, river? you guys are in the area where it's widest and sort of quietest, um, but not too far later uh, into the west, it starts getting deeper and thinner and more like vicious mm-hmm. so it's it's fairly calm here it's like the ford of the, the uh the fucking river in lord of the rings can't remember what it's called the bruin i don't know yeah the horse river yeah the titan river what are you day. eating <laughs> Get decide, what, decide what you want to do uh so do we want to camp here we can just camp here it's fine okay might as I, well uh, yeah. I'm going to hop down off my Kiatori and like stick my foot in the river and I'm going to be like, you know, the thing I love most about rivers is you can't step in the same river twice. What? Nobody gets that joke, so I'm just going to keep going. It's fine. I do. I do, though. I do. I mean, you could step in the same river twice. No, because no, the water is always riving it. Always. <laughs> Always riven. The river's always fl- changing, always river's flowing. Always riven. Always changing, always flowing. God damn it. The river's always rivening. <laughs> River to the rivening. And he knows every rock and tree and creature has yeah. a life, yeah. has a spirit, has a name. That's a totally different song, but yes. I know, but it's in the same movie. Uh, the heron and the otter are my friends. Yeah. The, 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 who are the brothers? The wolf and the. I haven't seen Poker I can't House remember. So I haven't seen it so long either. Anyway. Uh, DM, how what much, are you doing? How much, <laughs> how much daylight do we have left? 
Um, considering you're at the bottom of the valley, less than normal. Um, it is already, the sun is out of sight now. Uh, to anybody at the top of the valley, it is starting to set. Um, I'm going to cast a quick light. I'll just, I'll just grab a rock. If there's a rock, do I have to do what Noah does and roll to find a rock? No, you don't. Okay. Cool. This is a light rock, Just not a catapult rock, so it's there. <laughs> oh, okay. um, yeah. Very, I'll very uh, carefully not take one from one of the 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 Karens that's walking around, uh, and uh, <laughs> light it up. Uh, Need a permit to do that, <laughs> or I'm gonna call the cops on you. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna just take a quick walk downstream, see if I can find a a place nearby where we can uh fort across in the morning. Uh if you go further downstream, uh you will hit the wood line. Uh and as I as I mentioned before, the river starts to thin but get deeper. So you'd actually be better served going upstream. Okay. Yeah, so east? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll start heading east. Um, I'm not going to go too far, probably just like a, a mile or two, and then start heading back. Oh, no. Yeah. You, uh, uh, if, you uh, want some company on that? Yeah. yeah. It, we should we should take these creatures as well. Just Can do. cover a little more distance. Yeah, maybe we should all go together, so we're not, you know. Yeah, probably yeah. a good idea. Okay. Okay, let's go. <laughs> in that um, case, can we just look for a, a better place to cross in the morning and then and then camp there? Sure. Uh, everybody make me perception checks. Oh, motherfucker, rolling like goddamn uh, balls. Natural yeah. 20. Or survival, if you so prefer. 17. Either way, natural 20. Okay. Four. Or wait, survival seven. Okay. Uh, you guys head further upriver, uh, closer to where the lava flow comes down and meets the water. Um, and as you get to probably within like 100 yards of that spot, um, you find the river at its sort of calmest and widest. You can actually see uh, the bottom is no more than maybe two feet, a foot and a half. Uh, and this is pretty clear, uh, pretty clear water to the point that you guys can see like fish making their way through. Um, the Castro River, thankfully, unlike the Bow River, is not horribly polluted. Do we need to catch some fish and some bras? Well, we don't want to use the bra because it's also packed with salt. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, <laughs> I mean, Foostrock um, uh, knows how to fish now, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, Jasper and Foostrock know how to spear fish. Yeah, uh, it is. I also have a spear. Can I help fish? <laughs> you can. Um, it is getting into. Uh, steelhead and almost salmon season, so you'll be able to find some good stuff. We can find some sex fish. Yeah. 
Bone it's not fish. quite like breeding season. This bone would be fish. This would yeah. be when they when they're starting to head over. Know, but yeah, salmon aren't the only fish that have sex. I mean, no fish have sex. They just kind yeah. of everywhere. <laughs> yeah, they just kind of like puff everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Ew. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Anyway, Titan. Um, God damn it. <laughs> he is fishing the biggest fit. Where so are funny. you? I'm gonna... He's so energized right now. <laughs> Fucking... Gotcha. <laughs> Tranquilizer dart. Yeah. Xena, Xena's got a hold of him now. They'll play. Um, thank um, God I have a second cat. <sighs> while other people are... Um, fishing uh magda still is not taking her mutagen like around other people she's mm-hmm. still kind of like going wandering off and like trying to be secluded about it Just, okay yeah still is in that habit so and you're mm-hmm. keeping track of how many you're mm-hmm. using and yep. i assume noah makes them for you from the supply on hand as needed yeah well i um, got i got a lot now from yeah uh yeah from Helena, so. All right. So Magda goes off a little ways to do that, uh, to do drugs. Uh, yep. yep. Most of the boys go fishing. Um, that Lurkin and Christmas would probably, unless Christmas wants to go fishing, uh, Lurkin and Christmas are left to start to set up camp. Yeah. Um, are you two so, both standing there with like the tent and the rods and you're like, that's not how it goes. It doesn't go there. I know how to put up a tent. That would be a I nice imagine, skill. I, I know. I imagine Lorcan is just like, tell me how to set up a tent. I, I don't know. <laughs> I have seen so many divorces happen at campgrounds. It's yeah. not even that hard. It's not. No, it's not, but when you try to get two people to do anything together, it's like... yeah, Two people who have to be right. I'm, I'm actually going yes. to be like, well find a place right in the middle of where we're all going to be and just start clearing out a little space and go get some wood and put that in. And I'm like explaining to him how to build a fire when he's okay. asking me how to build a tent. And I'm going to see it's how like, long it takes for him to catch on. Damn it. <laughs> Dick. Yeah, for real. I love it. He catches on pretty him. quick. Okay. But he just kind of is like, all right, and he sort of walks off down the river to the wood line to go get go get stuff. I feel better um, putting up the tents by myself. Yeah, I imagine goes up around the river bend. Yeah, just around the river bend. <laughs> yeah, we are going to be lucky if we make it to Mana's today. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to make you guys roll for fishing. It is so oh. horrifically easy. I got six on the fishing, right. so... Noah gets nothing. Um, oh, cool. I eventually <laughs> take out my gun and shoot one of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you do that, though? Why not? I'm just asking, are you serious? Oh, yeah. All the I, okay. <laughs> uh, you all are doing your things when you suddenly hear... <laughs> just echo through the entire valley. Oh, I the got one, entire eh? entire valley. What the yeah. fuck, man? I got one. 
Did you? Did he scare all the fish away? Did I get one? That's a good question. Uh, yeah, that was like a. You 15. rolled a six on fishing. No, did it was you a six. A it was a, it was a six for the spear, but with the gun, it's a fifteen. Oh, 15. uh, you managed to get one close, just close enough to the surface to actually kill it. So sure, you got one. Are um, our mounts still here? Uh, they they are. They're they're veneer arms, Kyotori. They're they're. Uh, desensitized. That's, that's They're gunbirds. Are there still fish here? <laughs> um, where probably, else are they going to go? Probably not a lot because that was a violent explosion in the water, and they're probably like, "Fuck this!" All the fish get out of the river and walk away. They're like, yeah. "Wow, hate this place." <laughs> uh, you guys do manage to come away with enough uh, for everybody to have dinner. Um. Are you guys going to set up watches, or are you... What are you doing? I've already got a watch. Magda will plop down next to the fire and be like, I'll take five watch. Okay, cool. Make me a perception check. Oh, God. That's fine. After Noah just announced to everybody that you're here. Yeah, thanks. Uh, unnatural 20. Unnatural 20. All right. Um... Oh, I should say, did anybody else want to do anything before bed? Yes. Oh, okay. It's about time that Lorcan starts learning how to fight with a rapier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I would assume you guys have been working on this. but Oh, okay. Well, yeah. then, then yes, we've been working on that. And okay. also tonight we will work on that as well. Yeah. So, Magda, as you're, like, sitting there waiting for everybody to go go to bed, you just hear Lorcan go, Jesus Christ, as he just gets smacked with the flat of a rapier. <laughs> Boys, don't kill each other, please. We're doing the opposite of that. I'm trying not to get killed. Yeah, so don't do that, please. Okay. My God, you're just like Thanks, annoyed mom. mom in the corner. Yeah, yeah. yeah, she's just sipping out of a flask. Like, yeah, no. Right. According according to my notes, she is exhausted wine, mom. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, Lorkin is, if nothing else, Lorkin is eager to learn and quick to pick up things. Um, and you can see that as he, uh, as he's working with you, it's almost like. He already knows how to do some of this. He just didn't realize that he knew it. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, you guys work on that for a while before going to bed. Yeah. Mostly Lorcan covered in bruises. Uh, I would assume you're good good enough of a sword fighter to hurt him, but not badly. Uh, so Magda, with that natural twenty perception check, I 20. what? You said natural 20. It was an unnatural 20. Oh, unnatural 20. Well, yeah. never mind then. In that case, you don't <laughs> say uh, shit. No. Well, I'm just, uh, I'm just... It's different. It is different. So, as it, as it gets properly dark and everyone is asleep in their tents and you're sitting next to the fire, um, you are at the bottom of a wide open valley. Uh, someone shot off a gun because they thought it would be a good idea. Mm -hmm. And you have a fire going. Anyone would be able to see you for miles. And you know that. So you're kind of hyper vigilant. Mm -hmm. um, but you are near town. So maybe it's not going to be that bad. Uh, the thing that sort of holds your attention through most of your watch 
is the lava flow coming down from the earth blood fountain and this ring of stones uh as the as this very small trickle of lava comes down just continuous it hits the water and is sending up uh sending up steam and filling sort of that section of the valley with uh mist over time that gets thicker as the night goes on and it sort of settles low in the valley so your visibility gets less and less. Um, but nothing comes to pass during your watch. Hmm. Who's taking the second? I'll go second. Okay. Roll me exception check. Nat 20. All right. Wow. You wake up to a fuckload of fog and uh, an I can orange, see all the fog. An orange glowing line coming down the side of the valley. Uh... Make me a wisdom saving throw. Oh, motherfucker. What? I'm dead. Oh, I have a negative one to those. Oh, uh, that's a zero. Oh, no! I rolled a nat one with a minus one. Oh, Oh, boy. Um, Man, a 20 and a one. Back to Instant death. Yeah. Yeah. How the mighty have fallen. (laughs) I see all, but I I don't know what's going on. Let me ask you one question. Oh, um, Jesus. Do you want to roll a new character? <laughs> no, no. Um, who is the most important person to to Noah? I almost called him Kit. Oh. Um, man. It's, honestly, it's probably going to be his mom. No. Chris? Okay. Yeah. Um all right. Uh so as you're as you're sitting there just sort of tinkering around with your your stuff and keeping an eye out around you guys. Oh, no. Not that there's much to see. Um you hear off to the west. No. Nick. Oh, I hate these creatures. Mm-mm. Who said it's one of those? No, I already Oh no. Um, okay. I kind of perk up and just like listening since I know that she's supposed to be in Manaz. Manaz. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you hear you hear the voice call again. It is it is definitely her voice. You would know her voice anywhere. Um just be like, Nick, where are you? But you notice the the voice is kind of is kind of dulled in the fog because it's so thick. Um, in fact, give me a what's your passive perception rather? Eleven. Eleven. Okay, never mind. <laughs> um, now, question: Because I failed the wisdom saving throw, mm-hmm. is there are there any consequences to that to how I react? You you are in charge of your own emotions. Okay, I'm just double checking. Um, I cannot tell you how to feel most of the time. I wasn't sure if there was if the the fail was just to get like her voice or if the fail was how I react. You don't know what um, the fail was. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I um I think I'm gonna stand up and I'm gonna walk over to. Foostrock 
and kind of give him a kick. Be like, food strike. There's a there's somebody in the fog that sounds like my mom. I feel like that is concerning because earlier you said she was in the town. Yeah, that's like two days away, and the last time I checked, she does not know how to teleport, so I'm not sure what this is. Um, and you both here. Nikki! Is there any type of check that I might be able to make on this? Uh, are you... What, what do you want to know? So... I think that it's mostly, is it, could it be something mimicking her voice? Does it in any way sound unnatural? Um, like, I don't know what Chris's voice sounds like, mm-hmm. but I mean, like when you hear a parrot speak, like you can tell that it's not a human saying it. Yeah, it sounds oh. very similar, but not quite. It's a little uncanny yeah, valley. Yeah. Um, I will let you make either a history check for maybe things that could mimic the voice, uh, an arcana check if you think it's a magical effect, uh, or a nature, or nature or survival, just for your general knowledge of shit that happens in Frostholt. Well, I'm going to go with survival because it's the only one of those that I have a positive check in. <laughs> uh, that is a 10. Um, I would say mostly due to your time with Jasper. Um, you are aware that, well, you have been told by several people that the southern runewood is dangerous and this Mm. sounds like it's coming from the direction of the woods from your time with jasper um you know that there are a lot of things in Frostholds that are rather scary and dangerous and come out at night but with the 10 i'm not going to give you any more specifics than that it is enough, though, for me to know I should wake up Jasper. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, um, he's, as per usual, he's like cuddled up against your back. Just sort of like dog lizard curl. Um, he's so fucking adorable. <laughs> we need a plushie of Jasper. Oh my Aww. god, I would die. Aww. Alina um, may be able to make one. But yeah, uh, so you you wake up, Jasper? Yeah, and I'm just gonna be like, just like to like make sure that he like keeps his voice down. Yeah, Jasper, classically loud. Um, (laughs) I mean, just just to be on the safe side. Um, he he picks his head up and he looks around and he's like, "Okay, what's happening? Um, What's happening?" Uh, Noah and I are hearing the voice of his mother come out of the woods. Oh. 
and uh, you know way more about this shit than we do. Um, mm-hmm. we, uh, we we should we should all go into tents and stay there and not come out. Do we have um, tents? And I, do we have a tent? Christmas set one up apparently. Setting up. Yeah. Do you guys have like like a few tents, or do you have like one big one? I should I, well, I should actually note I don't I don't think yeah, any of us have, have tent tents either. in our inventory. Someone I do said, not. I have a bedroll. Someone said Actually, tents. I don't even have I a bedroll. Noah did, didn't know I have a tent. <laughs> Ember because... had a tent. Oh yeah. shit, that's right. And well, I Noah's rich though. <laughs> we could retcon. We don't have any tents. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Noah's rich so he stayed at a tavern. He didn't Go oh. camp outside. Well, yeah, uh, y'all, y'all don't have tents. So retcon what Jasper said. Uh, he says, um, "We, uh, we, we should like get everybody into a group and like no one go off alone." Um, okay. We could all sit back to back so that we can see every direction. Yeah, that's good. Just um, try not to look anything in the eye, just in case. Oh no. Oh. Oh Christ! Oh, oh and um, oh, he, God. oh God! He, <laughs> he he volunteers himself to go wake up Magda. Um, he sort of Good. goes over to her and very gently, like, t- taps on your arms, like mm, Magda. What? Mm, yeah. Magda, there's what? things. There, mm. There's things in the fog. You need to wake up. Okay. What things? Uh, we don't know. I'll get Christmas and Lorgum. Yeah. Um, I'm just staring into the fog. Make me a perception check. Oh, I'm no. thinking about putting a leash on fucking Noah so he doesn't wander oh, away. God. That's Did a two. Oh. Okay. Uh, as everybody else is like getting up and being caught up I, on what's wait, going I'm on. I'm sorry. That's a five. That maybe. makes such a difference. Um, I know, but still. <laughs> As as Noah is staring off into the fog, you see a shape, a small shape, like a oh, gnome-sized no. shape, walking oh, no. through the fog, and just the shape of the this big poof of hair and the ears. You're like, that's mom, and you can oh, still, no. you all can hear her be like, Nikki, where are you? Ah. Uh- Hey, we're uh, over here. I think it uh, might be you. Noah, Magda, shut the like, fuck up. <laughs> yeah, Magda goes over and like puts a hand on her shoulder and is like, "Do you really think that's your mom? She doesn't it know. It looks you- just like her. She doesn't know you're out here." I should say, uh, the rest of you see this figure as well. Um, as soon as I see it, which also I want to paint a picture here because Christmas sleeps in a bedroll, but his clothes got fucked up. So at some uh-huh. point he would have washed them and they would have been drying. So Christmas uh, yes. is shirtless right now, and he Cute. is covered in tattoos. Yeah. Absolutely covered in them. Uh-huh. Uh, and as soon as he sees that figure, fairy fire. Ooh, okay. Um. All right. That changes things. Oh, no. 
Uh, let me double check on the details of fairy fire. Just one. If you kill my so mom, a, I'm gonna be so upset. So no, it, do, it doesn't do damage. It doesn't do damage. <laughs> no, I know. No, so I know. each um, object in a 20 foot cube within range, which it's a 60 foot range. So is it within 60 feet? Yeah, it is. Okay, so 20 foot cube within the range of that creature outlined in violet light. Uh, they do have to make a dexterity saving throw uh, to avoid that if they fail. it's um, They're affected by that violet light for up to one minute concentration, and they shed dim light in a 10-foot radius. Um, and if they fail, we also have advantage on attacks against them. And the DC is 15. Okay, so it just... It would reveal an invisible creature, and it lights up... Uh would light up any other creature got it i was just double checking if it has any other effects um a deck save uh that's a fail so you see uh a gnome a gnome lit up in blues and greens uh as this almost like static cloud of fireflies just sort of clings around her um but yeah you just see unknown bootstrap pulls out his mall oh god <laughs> oh no oh god you killed my mom i swear uh, i'm not swinging um, it i just have it ready <laughs> is uh Are any of you trained in history? Yes. I'm technically okay. trained no. in everything. No. I have That's advantage true. on history. I would say, where do you get your advantage from? Uh, it's from my blood hunter. Ah, okay. Uh, so, Magda, you'd have credence to be able to roll for this. So, Magda and Christmas, go ahead and roll history check. <clears throat> Magda, not to ruin your steez, but isn't that only for specific things? Yeah. What's the specific? No, I mean, mean, like, you only get advantage if it's in regards to specific things. Let me see. To, oh, hold on. To recall information about fae, fiends, or undead. Hold on. I mean, we don't know if it is any of those, so... That sounds but, like it's going to come in huge handy when it comes to uh, this campaign. Also, well, 18. Uh, I could probably still do it like if it reminds me of a fae fiend or undead, just to make sure. It's I'm going to say you can roll history, but not with advantage. Okay. Mostly because of where you're from. And an 18, okay. Uh, 15. 15, alright. Uh, Magda, as you're looking at this person thing... It, it scratches at something at the back of your mind that you're like, what the fuck is that? Like, this is not quite right, and I feel like I know what this should be. Christmas, being where you're from, which is not far from the shores of Amnobolin, you have heard tell of a creature that exists in Amnobolin, a type of person, technically, called a skinwalker. I knew that's what it was. <laughs> and skinwalkers are known for taking the shapes of animals 
but there are stories of them being able to tap into people's minds and take the form of someone they trust to lure them in. And as you stare at this figure, you realize the proportions are wrong. Her, her arms are just a little too long. Her legs are just a little too short. Her neck is too long. Her, her ears have almost these like furry tips to them. And you can see kind of reflected in the firelight. She is wearing these like big round glasses. Um, but behind the glasses, you can see the reflection of like predator eyes. Click, click, boom. You gonna shoot it? Yep. Oh, Jesus All right. Christ. Go ahead and roll. Man, I'm really glad that Foostruck didn't get this because he'd have said Jasper and he would have been real fucked up when he saw Jasper next to him. 24. Uh, yeah. 24th? That'll definitely hit. 10 plus. No, not 10. 8 plus. 11 points of damage. Okay. Uh, you, the moment it clicks in your head, you're like, fucking Skinwalker, bam! Uh, you shoot it directly in the center of the chest, and all of you watch as this form, uh, sort of stretches and warps, and you see this tall, lanky figure form in the fog as it's turning at the same time, and it flees as fast as it can. Do we all get a chance to take a shot at it? If if you have ranged weapons, you can get a chance to shoot at it if you choose, or you can chase it if you really want to. Just so I'm going to because of fairy fire. Yes, I'm going to take a sh- I'm going to take a shot cuz it's immediately like, "Oh my god, don't shoot my whole oh my fuck, what is that?" And then, you know, <laughs> first time Noah ever swears. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> Does the cross? Oh my fuck! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Yeah. So I. uh, (laughs) Jesus. That's a nat twenty for me. Oh yeah. Uh, and I do. I think it's a d10. Yep. Oh my god! I rolled a ten, so that's twenty-five points of piercing damage. Jesus Um, Christ. As it's it's turning, it's still sort of in place. Um, you manage to shoot it like up under the ribs, and you know you're going to hit some vital organs if you get in through that space. And you just hear this horrible strangled screech. Uh, it sounds not very human um, or not very that, person. That, uh, uh, that checks out. I mean, technically, they're cousins to the Elusir, so they still sound humanoid. But this this sounds this sounds like a horrible warp of your mother's voice and like oh. something out of a Jurassic Park movie. Oh, cool! It's bad. Ah. Does anybody else have a quick range attack that they can do or want to do? Not in range. Okay. Uh, no, I can throw a hand axe, but I'm not wasting a hand axe. Yeah. Um, it flees into the distance, out of sight. Okay, so All if right. anyone's uh, family members decide <clears throat> to call out to them tonight, simply don't do anything. Magda, no. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Magda, it's dad. Yeah, he does not sound like that. No. Me. He does. 
he has a similar accent to Magda. His is probably a little rougher, but yeah. Um, Just in the pocket, like, hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. He's not fucking (laughs) fucking Dick Van Dyke. (laughs) Um, Dick Van Dyke wanders out of the fog at us. Yeah. (laughs) He's way too lanky to be sneaking up on people in fog. He's a little too slender. Fucking slender man. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you guys, uh, the valley falls quiet. Except for the crackling of the fire. I'm going back to bed. I guess I'll finish my watch. Um, Jasper comes and sits with you for the rest of your watch. Thanks. Okay, just just don't don't call out to skinwalkers anymore, please. I mean, I wasn't gonna until it sounded like someone I knew. I know, but if you meet someone in a place where you're not supposed to be meeting them, it's probably a skinwalker. You know that would explain a lot of things that have happened in my life. He just sort of like leans on your side and just stares into the fog. Um, But the rest of you are able to get back to sleep and get your long rest. And uh, being that that was close to the end of Noah's watch, Jasper will take the last for you. Okay. Um, And... Eventually, uh, you all are woken to a rather foggy dawn. Um, Much, much worse than it was last night. To the point where you guys are maybe 50 feet away from the river. You can't see the river. Wow. Yes. This is misty. It's like a sauna. It's really hot. Well, it's, it's like, like that song from the Hobbit, area, guys. Yeah. Oh, okay. Those misty mountains. <laughs> this is a valley. <laughs> that's how that. Goes. That's how that song goes. <laughs> um, oh, hey, the misty mountains. <laughs> you know, like far John over. Dender. Far over Denver, misty mountains. Oh my God. <laughs> to, I think they to, had John Denver on the Muppets once. They did. Probably. Yeah. yeah. There's the final really record. Deep. All right. So, y'all wake up in the morning and get shit together? Do we wake up? <laughs> yes, we do. You've all been murdered. <laughs> the end. Start putting yeah. away our invisible tent. Yeah. Yeah, just miming. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Just taking the, the sticks apart. Uh... And you you head out across the river. Um, being that you took the extra time to search for a shallow ford, I'm not going to make you roll to go across because it's calm here. And you start heading up the other side. Um, for the sake of expediency, because I just wanted to fuck around with a skinwalker for a half second. Um being that it's so slow going, uh, getting up the other side of the valley because it's even steeper, um, you guys have to take several breaks on like flat spots and outcroppings uh, throughout the day. But thanks to, thanks in part to the fact that you have mountain birds and the fact that you have a very skilled rock climber with you, Jasper, uh, you are able to get up the other side without too much issue. Um, and it is 
fairly it's fairly close to sunset by the time you're actually able to get up to the other side um, and within sight of the standing ring of stones uh, where the Earthblood Fountain is still there. Uh, if not for the fog, you guys would have seen the night before that the Aurora was just blazing over oh. top of you guys. Ah, crap. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, but as as the sun is getting low in the sky and you guys finally come up to the uh, ridge and all your birds are fucking exhausted, you guys are exhausted... It's been a really hard day of climbing. Um, you do see in the midst of this ring of stones, there are these spiked shards of crystal floating in midair, just sort of hovering within this ring of stones. Um, and in the very center, there is a perfectly circular, uh, almost like a giant marble of crystal just hovering, uh, not supported by anything and bubbling out of the earth in the center and actually going through this pre, uh, shaped like trough to let the lava out, um, is of course the, the, the lava coming up and, uh, sending the occasional extra shard into the air. Um, all of the crystal shards are sort of this deep, purple verging on black Hmm. and there's like little sparks flying occasionally and uh the next thing you notice is that there is a person there uh standing standing (laughs) just outside of one of these stone archways uh in uh sort of tattered uh like patched but tattered brown robes uh a rope sort of belt a lot of implements on their waist and you can see them standing there holding a book and writing oh hey there and they look up and you all see it is uh a geary person sort of Mm -hmm. pale bluish skin uh the hair is completely white as is fairly common. They sort of go in uh, uh, shades of white to black. Um, But uh, they look over, you see this uh, short shorn hair, uh, sort of a a longer uh, slender face. This is uh, appears to be female, uh, geary person. And uh, she looks over at all of you and sort of raises an eyebrow and says, Hello. Um, oh, hi. Did you all just come out of the valley? Ah, uh, yeah. We did. Oh, I hope you didn't have too much <clears throat> trouble down there. Uh, you know, we shot some things and, you know. I heard. I think the mm. whole town heard. Oh. Uh, the fish are good. <laughs> she actually laughs at that. Um, and she starts walking over to you guys and sort of puts her book into a satchel along with her pen. Um, and-, and we're back. <sighs> I hate all of you. Um, Wumpus. <laughs> anyway. Look, Matt Mercer uh, has to deal with it from his group. You have no, to deal with it from I don't, us. <laughs> yeah, 
It's the plight oh of my God. suffering DM. I've been watching episode 53. I finally got through it. But when they open that episode and they're like, we played Dungeons and Dragons. And then yeah. Marisha's just like, woof, woof, woof. Everybody's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Makes well, me anyway, every time. Anyway. Um, <sighs> yes, this, I did were we able to catch all the description of this person or just for safety i would start with they're 11 feet tall all right yeah they're 11 <laughs> feet tall uh pale blue skin short white hair uh female and uh <clears throat> as as she walks up to you guys and sort of puts her book away um you can see uh christmas you'll especially notice this but sort of along this part of her face there is a line of sunar runes going down and it extends down the side of her neck and under her robe um but she has just this very simple almost monastic robe um she's like she's like a few she's like a cross away from a friar basically um very 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 little like extra that to her um but uh she comes and stands before you and sort of clasps her hands in front of her and says um are you you all are not from around here are you and she glances down and sees jasper and she says except for you my friend and he nods Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you you uh you are correct. Most of us are not from around these parts. No. Yeah. And she looks over your group and she stops on Magda. Oh no. Says you you wouldn't happen to you wouldn't happen to be Magda Renly, would you? Oh fuck. Uh I am like very subtly taking a hold of my Kusari Gama like at my side. <laughs> I was like, yeah. who's asking? Uh, well, me. Uh, and who are you? Oh shit, I forgot to give a name for her. Oh god. Uh, her name, her Nancy. name is, hold on, Norse <laughs> names. Uh, oh, Norse names. Her name oh, is Freya. No, it's Nancy with a J, so it's Nancy. There's a J. Nancy. <laughs> by two cats um, back behind her. Yeah. She yeah. Uh, she says, uh, my name is uh, is Ira. Okay, that means nothing to me. What do you want? Well, that is pretty much the only name I have. Um, I, I she, she chuckles. She says, I work with Mr. Altera. We were told to expect you. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I guess it's me then. Uh, <clears throat> we're here. Well, you're not quite there. And she turns what? and looks and like, you know, still half a day away. Mana is in the distance. You can see um, these, you can see above the forest, uh, these occasional like pieces of what look to be a former wall and towers that are just crumbling. Um, and you can just see the spire of some building off in the distance as well. She says, um, I'm just here, uh, well, looking into this. And she gestures to the uh, standing uh, stone ring. Uh, have you found anything out about it? 
Uh, well, Earthblood fountains are notoriously hard to understand. Uh, this one seems to be fairly, uh, fairly a non-issue. I'm not sure quite what it's doing, but nothing has happened. This may um, just be one of the rare ones that just doesn't do anything. Do you know what kind of magic it is? Or can you do any of that? Uh, well, all Earthblood fountains are... They're not a school of magic. They are uh-huh. an expression of magic in its most natural form. Have you tried touching it? That is rarely a good idea. Yeah, from experience, I can confirm that. I'm sorry that you know that. Oh, I died. Oof, but I got this right. cool tattoo. So. Yeah, you sort of like, you do this magic sequin things where you just pull up your fur and just kind of <laughs> see it under it. <laughs> um, but uh, she, she, looking toward the ring, she says, uh, it seems mostly to be just a uh, how to how to explain it uh, an overflow. It happens occasionally. Are there any small shards floating around? Oh yeah, there are shards of all sizes. Can I can I capture one in a flask? Just like you can try. Um, I don't know how fast they're moving. Most of them are really not moving much, so just make me a sleight of hand. Oh, I have to trick it? No, you have to get it into... Sleight of hand is my stand-in for anything that takes, like... gotcha. Hand-eye coordination. Noah, what what you doing over there? 22. Oh, boy. Capturing it. It's okay, I'm just gonna put a rock in a jar. It's fine, just boop. It's a it's a floating rock. Yeah, you so maybe it'll be a from, floating jar from a thing that killed. He just said That's one fine. of these killed him. She just said, "Don't touch it." I'm not admittedly. Touch it. Admittedly, the one that killed me was largely fire based. It, it, it's is it, it's lava. Is this one not fire based? I mean, it has lava. <laughs> Earthblood fountains always come with lava. That's just a thing. Yeah, it's like um, ordering a burger basket. You always get fries. Like it's yeah. yeah. Uh, so Noah, you or really and, shitty chips. Yeah, taking taking one of your smaller vials and going for just this little like quarter sized uh, shard. You like lift the. You can't like put it in the the vial. So you like pick up the vial beneath it and sort of slide it over, and you cork it and the moment you close the cork it drops with about a hundred pounds of weight and it just hits the ground um it it if you try to hold on to it it's going to carry your hand with it but it's like putting i don't know what the material is but it's this like high density metal i know what you're talking Um, about yeah but it just drops and it shatters the bottom of the vial She's like fucking Uru. Uh, uh, osmium is the most dense. Yeah, like a little marble of osmium is like insanely heavy. 
but when it hits the ground and shatters the vial, it starts floating again, just lower. What the fuck? And the, oh, that's uh, that's kind of odd. Uh, Ira is just standing there, wide-eyed, like, okay. Uh, well, so she, it doesn't look like we can take it. She pulls uh, her book out and writes down. You hear like, "Note to self: Don't try to take a shard." Uh, I mean, honestly, huh. with my experience in these things, I don't want to mess with, like, any of it. You said the shard is floating lower now? Yeah, it, like, almost, like, um, almost touching the ground. Because that's there, where it is when it's shattered. Is there anything I can determine off of this just by looking at it? Or, like, possibly doing, like, a detect magic? Because you said uh, it's not going to show me a school of magic, but so detect yeah. seems kind of worthless. Uh, you could potentially... What do you want to know? Well, I mean, does it does it look dangerous? Is the color like yes. giving me dangerous? Okay. I mean, the color has nothing to do with it. This is an earthblood fountain. It is inherently dangerous. There's got to be something. Do you want to identify it? <clears throat> I'd have to touch it. That's true. Uh, I'm gonna look back up to Ira and be like, "So, have you uh, have you identified any of these, or like, has anyone ever taken a piece and took a look at it afterwards?" Uh, well, not from this particular fountain, but past fountains, yes. They're all a little bit different. Um, what? Sorry, I'm looking up something to see what I can do. I mean, uh, I could probably carry a piece, but the last thing that we need to have happen right now is you touching this. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you say that. Question. So, you said that the crystals are like purple and black. They are they are very dark purple to the point they almost look black. Okay, um, I, I assume that's not the same kind of purple as the Phoenix Scar glowed uh, when I was hit with a fireball. No, that was like an ultraviolet. Okay, just wanted to make sure before I was stupid and tried to see about a reaction. Like the sun. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> God damn it! There's got to be something. What do you want to do? I, I want to identify it, Touch but it. I want to give myself advantage on the the safe, <laughs> and I don't have anything to give myself advantage. And we also don't. Um, the save will be, be. A safe. Yeah. Idea, idea yeah. for okay. that. Um. So, I I suppose that this is a little bit of like maybe a teeny bit of metagaming given the, the conversation, but uh, you could ask Fustrock to pull you away from it if something seems to go wrong. That's true. <laughs> huh. Do you trust the cow's reaction time? I mean, why not, right? Uh, I will, um, 
I'm gonna and this hand... is how Ben's third character comes on the campaign. Yep. No, this is fine. Whatever, I don't care. I'll just keep making new characters the whole time. Oh my god. Um, I'm gonna hand Fustrak a, a healing potion. Okay. And I'm gonna be like, so I'm just gonna, you know, just in case, okay? Um, and give me a give me a hefty yank if something happens. Yeah, I can I can do that. All right, I will. I'm not even. I don't know if this is gonna help, but I'm gonna I'm gonna activate my berserker earring, so I'm in a rage. Mm -hmm. I am going to drink my elixir, my experimental elixir. Okay. Because uh, I'm just gonna <laughs> just gonna do everything. In um, real quick. Mm -hmm. You can't cast spells while you're raging. You can't? No. No. In case that when messes did... up everything you wanted to just attempt. Oh, when did that happen? Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, Yeah, you... that's always been a thing with rage. Yeah. Oh, never mind. I will not rage then. Good choice. I did not know. <laughs> just touches um, it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to... If I see you, like, go for that for a second, like, look like you're about to activate it, then what I will do is I will cast Enhance Ability on Noah. Oh, thank you. I'll actually, what I'll do, just, I don't have to use material components, but they're fun sometimes, so I'll just do it. Take my rapier, and I'm just going to walk by Fustrock and just take, like, a little swipe to just to get some hair, just some bull, some minotaur <laughs> hair. And then use that as the component, and it kind of like burns away, and I'll cast uh, Bull's Strength on you. So oh, you you're have strength. You have advantage on strength checks, and your carrying capacity doubles. Okay. Um, my potion uh, gives me the power of flight, so now I can fly. <laughs> that's that's not helpful uh, for ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah i'm gonna reach down and i'm gonna cast identify on this shard uh give me a your uh what's your your magic uh modifiers intelligence right yep make me an intelligence saving throw okay <laughs> oh okay oh that's a 19 plus 7 so 26 26 okay that changes a couple things uh now and i can fly roll me a percentile dice and you're very strong oh. <laughs> and i'm very strong you're basically a superhero right now yeah. right yeah <laughs> but Superman i can only fly right 10 now. feet at a time <laughs> You're slow, Superman. Um, 73. Okay. Hunger of Hadar. <laughs> Everybody's done. Just like in the first campaign. Okay. Um, as you reach out and you're starting to cast Identify as you touch it, um, you all feel more than hear this as a shockwave emanates from one of these shards. Um, oh boy. As it rolls over all of you, uh, 
Nothing seems to change. Oh, that's not good. Well, that wasn't the identify. <gasps> yes, information. Information. Um, magic item or some other magic imbued object. You learn its properties and how to use them. All right. Um, oh, how to use it. Oh, I like that. If it can be used, yeah. Yeah. Uh, whether oh, it requires attunement, how many charges it has, if any. Learn whether any spells are affecting them, what they are. If the item was created by a spell, you learn what spell created it. If you instead touch a creature, that doesn't matter. Um, okay. First of all, this is indeed mm -hmm. a magic... Im well, it's technically not a magic-imbued object. It is physical, solidified magic. It's materia. Yes. Mm. That's awesome. Um, the properties of this item are pure fucking chaos. <laughs> because okay. magic and power is not good or bad or anything that you can put order to. It's just power and chaos. Okay. Uh, there is no school of magic because it is primordial. Um, it is not... It's not necessarily an item you use. Um, it is something that... This one that you've just touched is now spent, but you understand about the other shards that when you touch them, uh, a random magical effect will bloom okay. off of them and affect anyone within 60 feet. Okay. And you learn that this shard that you just activated just gave you all resistance to all forms of damage for the next minute. Damn. Ooh. Oh, boy. Um, this particular shard, after the identify information goes through your mind, it just drops harmlessly to the ground. All color and light gone. I will put it in a flask. Okay. Is it still really heavy? It is not. I will put it in a flask. In fact, it is nearly feather light. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna store it away, um, and then I'm also gonna give all that information to Ira, mm -hmm. and tell everybody She's that they're resistant writing. to damage for the next minute. She's writing furiously. Earth blood. Sorry, I'm writing it down. Earth blood crystal. You have discovered okay. the wild magic Earthblood Fountain. Oh, boy. Oh, Ben and wild magic is all yeah. yeah, I know. If you had rolled, like, two below what you got, y'all would have been poisoned for about four hours. Great. Sweet. Oh, god damn. <laughs> uh, okay, so this, one's, uh, this one looks like it's wild magic. Uh, you know, there's a... Uh, yeah. I don't know if you can really take these anywhere. They're not really... You can't really use them for anything. Although I suppose if you drew people close enough, you could probably just keep activating them until stuff happens. When the... Okay. Uh, when the talk, everybody. <laughs> when, when the fountain goes away, do the crystals go away or do the crystals stay? Um, Ira says... 
Uh, generally, whenever the fountain has sort of spent itself, everything it created goes away. The only thing that will be left is probably the line of obsidian down to the river, which the, the rain and wind and elements will break that up over time. So even that piece that uh, Noah just grabbed is probably not long for, uh, for this plane. Not likely. Um, this fountain has been here for, oh, probably a week now. So it's probably almost done. I would expect it to disappear within the next couple of days. Uh, do we know what happens if you activate all the crystals? I assume every possible thing that magic could do will happen, mm. and that would be horrific. Mm. But it's only got an area of 60 feet, so does anybody have, like... That one had an area of 60 feet. Oh, Why, did, why do all of you want to die so bad? I just want to know what it is. Why am I getting limped in on this? Yeah, Lorcan is, like sta- <laughs> is, like, standing next to Magda, like, yeah, what the fuck is wrong with all of you? Just curious, I guess. No, you know, curiosity. curiosity. Did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that. <laughs> Lorkin and it, I just kind of... Lorkin like, and Mag are just like, on the same wavelength. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, but curiosity brought that cat back to life. No, that's not That's not what the saying is. No, it literally uh, is. Satisfaction, satisfaction brought, it back. brought it back. Oh, satisfaction brought it back. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the the curiosity being satisfied. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what else right. brings the cat back from the dead? Revivify. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> there's another cool you spell. Really, aren't you... gonna get to Mana's today. <laughs> there's oh another God. cool spell I've heard of that can turn people into cats when you bring them back to life. <laughs> mm, uh, great uh, mm. <laughs> Ira Ira, <laughs> uh, looking back at the fountain she regards it for a moment and then looks at Noah and says tell me if I'm wrong but are you Noah Barago oh yeah that's me eh I thought so uh, your parents are lovely people but very stressful I, you know yeah. Yeah. That, that Did you have you guys met him, um so. <laughs> have you guys met Wilbur? The bird? Yes. Yeah. Is he stressful? Uh no, I think he is just stressed. Ah, uh, you know that <laughs> checks out. <laughs> uh maybe you know, maybe we should go see them. I don't know what else we're gonna be able to do with this uh this thing here. Um, I am on my way back to Manaz now that I have all of my notes. Uh, I can uh, take you to the road. Okay. That'd be great. Yeah, right. we'd be happy to accompany you back. Well, lovely. Let's go. And she puts her book back in her bag and uh, she leads you guys a little bit further uh, west. Uh, till you get to where an actual road cuts through the woods uh, and it sort of curves off further west so you guys wouldn't have encountered it otherwise um but as you get there it is getting pretty dark uh do you want to push on 
a few more hours to get to Mana's in the dark? You'd probably get there around midnight. Or do you want to camp for the night? Uh, ha- would we get to Mana's and, like, we wouldn't get to the tower yet. We'd probably have to bunk down in, like, a tavern, yeah. I mean, up to you guys. I would prefer that we, uh, that we bunk down. After last night, I don't really want to take any chances yeah. of running into anything, uh, too squirrely out here. Yeah. Not a bad idea. Or run into anything too skinny. And walkery. Yeah. And walkery. <laughs> uh, Flash yeah, pedestrian. We, <laughs> um, we, can, we can push on a little bit. Wait, yeah, did we yeah. not want to run into anything in the dark? Or do we want to camp no, and like hold? He was saying to get to uh, Manas. No, I was no. saying no, bunk he was down. Not. So you, want I to, I was so you want to stay overnight in the woods? I would much prefer that to us wandering into something in the woods while we're trying to walk. But you are on a road. We're going to be in the woods longer. <laughs> but at least we can pay extra careful attention to what's okay. around us. Sure, sure. Should we play our uh, rock, paper, shears? I don't care. <laughs> Magda doesn't care. She's like, whatever you want to do. I'm just setting up the invisible tent again. Okay. Uh. It's decided. Um, Alright, you all uh, you all uh, set up your camp. Um, Ira doesn't really have that much with her. She does have like a like a bedroll that hangs off a uh, like a leather strap on her belt. Um, but otherwise she doesn't travel with much. Um, and she sets up her own little spot uh, by herself near a tree. Um, you guys are like just next to the road, so you have a fair line of sight uh, to the south and a bit to the west, uh, thanks to the clearing. Um, but anyway, uh, for the sake of brevity, and because you're near a road where shit normally doesn't happen near the road, because that's really conspicuous. Um, and you're out of the valley. Uh, nothing too worrisome happens during the night, though you do hear from Lorcan when he takes a watch that he heard voices in the woods far, far away, and he kind of woke up Jasper to be like, hey, (laughs) will you sit up with me? Um, but uh, other than that, nothing, nothing crazy. Uh, walkers, yeah. isn't it like the further away that you hear them, the closer they are, though? That's not necessarily true. Okay. That might be Wendigo that I'm thinking of. I don't know. I'd, I've never heard that before. For either. Hmm. I don't know. No, I don't, I don't know. Um... But in the morning, uh, Ira is up supremely early. She's one of them people. Um, Mm -hmm. She kind of gets up with the sun and wakes you all up and says, all right, well, I'm headed off if you all want to come with me or if you need some more sleep, you're more than welcome to stay. No, we should probably get going. Yeah, let's go. Uh, (sighs) Um. And you, you head south. Uh, let me switch the map over to Mana's. Does she sing the whole way? 
No. Country yeah, road. just around the river bend. Country hey, road. No, I was thinking of uh, I was thinking of morning person from the Shrek musical. Oh. Oh my. Yeah. So I have a book called oh, Gone to See the River Man. And oh, yeah. every time I, I can only think of that song, the, the Just Around the River Bend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's where uh, the River Man lives. Yeah, but the yeah. River Man is very different. It's apparently terrifying. Mm. But So, you guys, uh, coming down the south, slightly west turning road, uh, the first thing that you can see up close of the small city, more actually medium town of Maraz, is a gate. Uh, You did see in the distance the crumbling sort of walls and towers, but as you get closer, you see this large rectangular stone gate. Um, What in the world, Ben? Sorry, it's it's holding my pencil. Okay. You just stuck it right in the middle. I did. Yeah. All right. I'm keeping it. Uh, This rectangular stone... uh, archway rather uh you can see like rust stains down the insides of the columns where hardware used to be holding on the actual gates uh but the entire gate is covered in uh reliefs and carvings depicting warriors and battle and most notably uh these sort of uh what's the word anthropomorphic uh bears holding axes and hammers and men halfway through a change between uh you know man and bear uh and at the very top of the gate you can see a statue standing over it this humongous super muscled woman with this long handled maul in her hand just gazing out over the forest um, she is pretty much the only part of the gate that is not, you know, worn down and ruined over probably centuries of weather. Um, it looks like she's been kept up fairly well. Uh, but she's like in a sort of like sleeveless brigandine, uh, long trousers, tall boots, uh, has this sash around her waist. And you can, even though it's very high up, you do see the glint of gold on a medallion she is wearing like a pale gold color um this is the fjallhammer gate uh ira tells you guys uh fustrak you will of course recognize all of this as symbology of zarai um and probably magda too being where you're from uh you're not too far away from urskar which is like the the Zarai and Ursan place. Um, but this looks like it used to be part of a pretty uh, pretty extensive uh, sort of wall surrounding the city. And as you step through that gate, uh, Ira directs your attention as you're coming down the first street Um, and you see like a stable and an inn right near the gate, she directs your attention to what used to be probably a chapel, which has a gigantic dragon skeleton. I remember that. I know you do. It's still there. Um, a, A dragon skeleton that is just sort of stretched across the roof and its head is impaled on the spire 
of the church. Um, I shouldn't have said used to be a church because it is still technically in use, just part of it's collapsed and old. Um, but you do see people around it, um, people <clears throat> outside talking. Uh, I believe it's when you arrive, it's Orn the 25th. So it's Hesper Dane, which is essentially Sunday. Um, It'd be the 26th. It would then be, we... sorry, no, it would be the first of the next month. There are only 25 days in a month. Oh. Uh, What's the next month? The next month is Thurin. Turin. Turin. T-H-U-R-I-N? Yes. And today is uh, Turin Dawn, which is, there is a holiday at the beginning of every single month. Um, so there, it is uh, Malandane as well, which is like Monday. Um, I have a thing somewhere that tells me what's special about Turin Dawn. Uh, here, can Nope, it's just a day of rest. Um, so yeah, uh, everything is fairly, fairly chill as you guys come into this little town. Um, the first thing you notice is that the people you pass by smile at you and wave. Oh God! And are just really friendly. Not again. Oh yeah, I remember we were all put <laughs> off of that last yeah. time too. We thought uh, like, I the town was haunted. Yeah, Foostruck is loving it. Yeah, yeah I, Noah is loving it too. Noah's just like, oh hey there, guy. Oh hey, yeah, hi. Yeah. Um, especially as you pass <clears throat> by the uh, temple, uh, several people are gathered around there, and you see that there's like tables set up where it almost looks like a bake sale and like a <gasps> cookout going on oh my at the God, same is time. There food for sale. Um. Well, as as you walk past it, um, Ira steps over and you see her walk up to another geary person someone who looks strikingly similar to her but older um and she sort of leans in and speaks to them and uh they nod and smile at your group and sort of beckon you over speaking uh in thunar so some of you won't be able to understand him uh and he says come come eat I turned yeah, to Christmas and I'm like, uh, they said we can eat if you'd like something. Yeah, sure. Food. Okay. Yeah, and uh, do they have a tip jar? Uh, there is a donation box for the temple. Cool. I'll just pop like 10 gold in there. Oh, shit. All right. For all of us eating. Holy fuck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as you as you put money into the box, uh, some of the other people who are dressed similarly to Ira, like I'll count they get it these... in Thunar, so I'll just be like Uno, Dos, Tres. It's not Spanish. I know. <laughs> it, it would be closer to counted in German. So I'm, I'm zwei, zwei, drei, drei. Vier. Fünf. Fünf. Um, I don't know how to count in German. Um, you you did it backwards. Fear uh, is four and fünf fear, is five. Fünf, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you, you put that in the box and several people are just like, <gasps> like, holy shit. <laughs> um, and they immediately just glom onto you. Like, what can we get you? And they're like piling oh you with all kinds of food. Um, and the rest of you are just sort of pulled into this 
small group of people, both people who work at the temple and people who are visiting, uh, and they just give you whatever you want, basically. I assume the reaction to Jasper is also like kind and courteous. Oh yeah, they have. They don't even look at him twice. They don't care. <laughs> uh, in fact, you see a couple other kobolds there uh, who are just sort of moving between the tables and like grabbing like a roll here and grabbing like a meat stick there. Um, oh, there yeah. seems to Rolls be no, and meat sticks. There seems to be no issue. Um, yeah, I'm just pocketing bread for later. I'm not eating anything. Yeah. Uh, one of one of the older ladies here, uh, an older dwarven woman, sees you doing that, Magda, and she walks up to you uh, after a few minutes with like a little cloth wrapped bundle, um, and you can see inside of it is a small basket, and she hands it to you. I will very hesitantly take it. She's like, you can't, you can't just fill up on bread, dear. Uh, it's fine. You can, if you're shy about eating in front of people, you can save that for later. Okay. How much, how much is this? How much is it? No. Yeah. And she, she pats your arm and walks away. Oh. (laughs) Ooh, human decency, ew. (laughs) Fucking edgelord. So uncomfortable. So yeah. massively uncomfortable. Uh, you guys see uh, Jasper uh, going between tables and as he like picks out a few things, the other kobolds see him and they get really <clears throat> excited and they run over to him. And you see Jasper... Jasper is obviously small compared to all of you, but he is small for a kobold. So the two of them are like a half foot taller than him. Um, but they're just like... They're just, like, on him immediately, just, like, rapid Thunar, just asking him, like, who are you? Where are you from? Why'd you come here? Um, just just pleased to see another kobold. I'm still keeping, like, a slight eye on him mm-hmm. because, like, yes, everyone is nice, but it's also, like, habit at this point, yeah. like, making sure that he's okay. But y'all, y'all gather up some food, and you can <clears throat> you can munch on it here. Or you can eat as you walk, or whatever you want to do. Let's let's eat and walk. Okay. We got some people to see. Uh, where where would you guys like to head first? Well, if the ta- the, it, is the AMC office on the way to the tower, because I would rather no. just yeah, no. Shit. Well, okay. no. Um. The AMC office is up here. Ah. Well. Uh, You guys are on the street between uh, Shorner and Old Mana's, um, and of course, Fallside. But uh, yeah, as you. God, as so you <laughs> you're not shut up well um, i'm just like where's the amc office and it's his amc office right yeah. there i'm like i'm so dumb. um as you guys head down the street uh you do pass by this fairly large uh u-shaped building uh that's split into a few sections uh the central section appears to be uh, a sort of like community hall uh, and you can see over the door facing the street uh, sort of like Mrs. Lovett's shop style font uh, is Altera Hall 
Oh god. Oh boy, they got buildings named after him. Yeah. That's what happens when you're rich and you live forever. It's so yep. weird. I'm so It is weird. Like, yeah. Uh, uh I'll kind of look at Ira. I'll be like, "So is he at the tower or is he in that hall?" Oh, the the hall is just named after him. Um oh. I think I think that must have been built in about 300 or something. Um but he uh, got right in, on that. In 300, 100 years it after the years thing. Later. Yeah, he got right on um, that. No. Uh she says uh he he does come into town occasionally. He might be in town right now, but he is usually at the tower either taking care of whatever Master Arcanists do or teaching. Hmm. Uh, what does he teach? Uh, he teaches uh, two subjects sort of in tandem, uh, history and magic. You know, I guess it's uh, it's easy to teach history when you've been alive forever. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, you said that Ira has uh, runes on the, the side of her face? Yeah, they sort of follow this line. Um, am I able... Well, I would assume if they're Thunar, I'm able to read them. You are able to read the letters, but they don't say anything. They're they're magical, like, arcane runes. They don't spell anything. I would probably ask her about them, uh, just out of curiosity. Okay. Because, the, like, the, the Thunar runes doing magic is something that Vustrax, like, he saw his mom do it, and, like, now he's seeing it here. Like, he's getting a little curious about it. Okay. What do you what do you say? Um, the the runes uh, on uh, on the side of your face they uh, they don't really spell out some. Is that uh, like some kind of some kind of like magic or warding or something like that? Uh, they are well. These ones are mostly decorative. Um, these are. Uh, and she sort of turns her face, uh, the side of her face toward you. Uh, she says, these are all nine runes of the rune ring. And you can see there's Yara, Teresa's, Uru's, uh, and so on. Um, she says, these are more, these are more decoration. Um, I got these each time I visited one of the nine towns. I had the next rune. Uh, tattooed. She says, however, these, and she pulls up her big, like, billowy sleeves, and you see tattooed all the way down both of her arms, sort of um, anywhere she could reach, basically. Um, there are runes that create uh, sort of like, uh, like shorthand spells, basically. Um, and you see they're just everywhere. And some of them are decorated. Some of them are plain. Uh, you see the more powerful ones are much more decorated. And some of them are even done in like metallic like colors. She says, these are my spell book. Those are, uh, are quite beautiful, if you don't mind me saying. Oh, well, thank you. My... Uh... My father is quite the artist. 
do they remind me at all of uh, Nora back in Turisaz or the, the Giri that we ran into in Yera? Giri that you ran into in Yera. There was a Giri that was running the um Oh yes, the, yes, the yes. Fighting pit. The fighting pit. Um they he would have had a few tattoos of his own, but probably not magical in nature. Uh, Nora, on the other hand, you do remember seeing her hammer arm covered in runic symbols. Uh, you don't and know if any of those are magic, though. Doesn't my mall have runes on it, too? Yes. Basically, every available bit of space on the mall head is covered in runes. Uh, most of them are more symbolic like your your hammer is not magical uh no. most of them are symbolic or historical and then there's a line of text going down the handle um that is a that is an excerpt of a story about zarai okay uh dm yes uh i have a question and then an observation yes. um are all of the all of the the spellbook tattoos; those are all in Thunar as well. Uh, yes. Uh, there is a little bit of more common arcane, like laced in there, but it's primarily Thunar. Okay, gotcha. I've just determined that the reason for some of Christmas's spells is that he has those Sylvan runes tattooed on his hands, and yeah. I love the idea of that being like a spellbook thing now. So, uh, taking that, stealing that. Uh, That's okay. <laughs> Silas had that. Like, after yeah. the end of the campaign, he had his spellbook tattooed on himself. Um, Do Magda, I recognize what, oh, yes. the art? The art? Um, I mean, it's sort of classic uh, classic giantish style art. Let me ask um, a different question. Yeah. Because she just mentioned that her father was quite the, the artist. So okay. I'm assuming that's the tattoo artist. Do okay. I recognize the artist? Make me a history check. Okay. Sixteen plus two eighteen. Um the art style itself is not familiar to you. Okay. But some of the motifs and uh, the structure of it is familiar to you because similar structure, now that you have decided that some of your tattoos are indeed spells, uh, some of the structure is similar to what you have, except, of course, yours is Sylvan. Right. Okay. Um, there's, there's similarities in the way that the spells are laid out or detailed with, like, elemental uh, artwork around them. But, uh, uh, Magda, you would recognize this style of tattooing. Uh, Noah may have seen something similar to this before, but Magda especially. Uh, this is a Geary tradition. Um, it's one that they do share with other people, but it is mostly a sort of uh, a Geary thing a holdover from their uh, Jotnar ancestors, uh, which is, it's a, when you're traveling in the blizzard and tundras and the Arctic and Antarctic, 
you want to go as lightly as possible because anything that slows you down can mean you'll die because you run out of shit. Um, so a lot of Geary would inscribe their clothes and their own skin with uh, things they needed to remember. It wasn't like you write your fucking grocery list on your arm, mm -hmm. but uh, like scalds, bards of the Geary would have poems inscribed on their arms and uh, on their chest, but it would be upside down so they could look down and read it. Um, they would have it, basically any available patch of skin that they could quick like pull up a sleeve or pant leg and look at it. Um, Geary magicians mostly have their arms covered in these uh, sort of runes, and they're most commonly used are at the tips of their fingers at their nail beds. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like... <laughs> you suffer hurt. for the arts. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, are they like ink tattoo, like ink and needle, or is it like scar? Or uh, there, it's mostly needle, uh, though there is some scarification to the more intricate ones. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Lore. Um. Yeah. Uh. But she she continues uh, leading you down to. Uh, she's going to show you how to get to the tower. Um, she leads you down through Fallside and to a number of docks uh, set up at the edge of this large, um, this, this area over here with the lines. Um, this entire area is like orchards and gardens and mm. sort of greenery and permaculture. Um, but she brings you to these docks uh, and you see that there are a fair number of like small sailboats there that are sort of tied up. And you can see far out into the lake, there is a very large island uh, comparably to the lake itself. And standing out from the uh, sort of a southern central part of the island uh, atop a large sort of rocky rise is this uh, beautiful dark tower just extending into the sky uh, and the island itself is covered in frost apple trees and you can just make out like gardens out there um, but you can't it's far enough away that you can't make out a lot of detail uh, and there is a dock coming off the island Says, is, hmm? yeah. Are one of those frost <laughs> apple trees much bigger than the rest? Yes. Uh huh. Hmm. There's sort of like a mama frost apple tree yeah. over all the others. Um, but she just gestures broadly to the island. She says, uh, These boats are kept here for anyone to use whenever they need to go out there. Um, just make sure you tie them back up when you're done. And. Uh, Whenever you're ready to cross, you are free to go. He's expecting you. Don't we need to take our Kiri to the AMC office? Your Kiyotori? Yes. Uh, you were asked to leave them with the AMC. Yes. We will eventually. Yeah, I was about to say, it depends <clears throat> on what we want to do. Do we want to talk to Alistair first, or do we want to go to the AMC office? We'll... But, I mean, we're already here. Wait, what but... are the size of these boats? 
these sailboats could probably they're like very very small long ships so they can probably fit all of you in one and and our no. yeah no those no. need we need to bring those back okay yeah no you'd yeah, be lucky just, if you just got before we two forget them. them yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two of them and a pilot in there. And then they'd get smacked out of the boat by the fucking mast going back and forth. Well, we're going to pull a a Sinead and just they'll run off. Yeah. I have not forgotten Sinead. And then we get a bill from Leon Veneer saying, you have to pay for these birds, motherfucker. I hope Sinead has become an eldritch terror. Yes. Maybe. (laughs) I'm pretty sure the way it works is I can just dismount, leave it here, travel 200 miles away, but if I whistle, it's just summoned to like 20 feet. It doesn't work that way in Skyrim. (laughs) That's true. You have to fast travel to get them in Skyrim. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Ira uh, turns to turns to all of you and says, "Well, I have a few things to get done before class starts today." Or wait, no, I have a few things to get. Sorry, she's not the teach. She's not the assistant teacher. I'm thinking of a different person. Um, she says, "I have a few things to do for the temple today. Uh, if you need any help with anything that uh, Mr. Altera cannot help with." Uh, I am usually at the Dragonbane Temple or Altera Hall. Okay. Right. Enjoy yourselves. Uh, please try not to cause any trouble. And uh, have a good time. Thanks. And she wanders back away. Okay, okay so let's take these birds back. The birds back. Okay. All right. You haul off back down Fallside. Uh, you turn at Altera Hall and you enter uh, the Shorner Market. Uh, there are like signposts everywhere, so you can kind of figure out where you're going. Um, and as you get into the market with these uh, with these birds, a lot of people like stop and stare at them and like smile and are like, "Whoa, wow!" Uh, they don't see a lot of those out here. This is. This is not a frontier town necessarily, but it is very removed from everything. Um, and as you get further up the street, uh, you see the AMC office is on the corner of the sort of fork here in Shorner. Um, this particular office... Where's my phone? Um... This particular office is a little smaller than the ones you're used to, um, but still has the same basic setup of like a front area with seating and a secretary. Um, And then it has back offices and sort of a kitchen off to the side. Uh, But the additional thing you notice is directly next to it, um, there is a very small barrack uh, that is labeled uh is currently looks like it's being used as a boarding house but it is labeled as a legion barrack there are no there don't seem to be many if any legionnaires here currently though question yes because i know this campaign is kind of like the a little wild westy vibe a little bit are there bounties posted at AMC offices. I'm so glad you asked. Oh no. 
Because as you get there, um, all of us have a bounty. <laughs> no. As you get there, uh, you see uh, not outside the building, but just inside, you can see it through the window. There is a board on the wall that has um, a number of sheets of paper up, but one that catches your eye is a wanted poster. Yeah, you're. I'm gonna. This is just gonna be a new thing everywhere we go now. I'm gonna right. check the bounty posters immediately. I will start writing more of them. Okay. I mean, if it gets us money, <laughs> that's not why I'm checking them. But yeah, that's. <laughs> Are you looking for your face? Nope. Well, yes. I'm also. <laughs> I'm. I'm also looking for names. Um. Do you guys? Uh, you guys approach the office, um, and uh, you do see there is a stable next door uh, if you want to take your birds over there. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Um, I'll do that before. Yeah. Uh, as you go over to this stable that is clearly attached to the AMC office, um, you see there's a group of... Uh, a group of people inside, like four four people. One slightly older man, kind of pudgy, uh, but looks like he he knows a good day's work. Uh, and he has uh, like three teenagers with him. Don't kill them, Magda. Uh, oh my God. Uh, two, well, don't get your ass kicked by the Magda. Two uh, like older girls, maybe sixteen or seventeen, and then like a twelve-year-old boy. Um, who are, they're all just kind of talking and he's uh, giving them directions and like sending them to like brush horses and feed and water. Um, and as you guys step up, he glances up and he points to one of the girls and she comes out this very lovely, uh, but a little bit like lovely, but plain. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's, she's not trying to pretty herself up. She's just kind of pretty on her own. Um, this uh, young half elf comes out uh, like a leather, uh, like a almost like a cowboy's leather vest, and then a button-down shirt, dark pants. Steps out and says, uh, "Hi, can I help you?" Yeah, we're uh, returning these. Returning. Oh, you must be from uh, Miss Brom. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. we've been expecting you. And she comes up and just starts taking the reins of all six birds, like completely confidently. Um, and she brings them up and sort of hitches them outside so they can take them in one by one. Um, she uh, checks like their saddlebags and everything, makes sure there's nothing left behind. And she comes out to you guys and said, says, um, so then who is Magda Renly? Uh, that's you have a letter waiting for you inside. Oh, good. Uh, all right. <laughs> um, but we'll we'll take care of these um, and make sure that they get back home. Uh, thank you. Yeah, th and she thanks. Heads back in. Um, in the office, uh, as you guys step in, uh, it's it's a little. It's a little over decorated, but like with a lot of like heavy wooden furniture, like stuff that'll last. Um, a lot of like over dyed fabrics and cush overstuffed cushions, and it's very, it's very like old German grandma's house. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. And you see sitting behind the secretary's desk is uh, another Geary person. Um, she is, she's dressed in more Constanian fashion with like the nicer Edwardian slash uh, Victorian uh, like combinations of clothes. Um <clears throat> She has a set of glasses on, and she's like every other secretary you've met. She's just tip tapping away at an auto writer. Um, but she nails has, are too long, so she uses yeah, the flats of her fingers. She has significantly more like presence than the other secretaries you've met. Uh, and you see, there's a little like placard on her desk that says Elda Court's daughter. Um, and she glances up as you all step in. She says, good morning. Uh, oh, hi. Oh, I think I know who you are. Uh, Miss Renly, yes? Apparently everyone does. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Oh, <laughs> we, we were told to expect you. I think um, the hat gives she... it away. Yeah, the... Just make <laughs> or the all black the clothes. Pirate she, assassin. Albright. She, she says, mask. honestly, <laughs> I was told to expect the hat and the mask, yes. Um, <laughs> but she... She reaches into a box under sort of the lip of the desk and uh, she pulls out a pretty, a a little bit like thicker envelope and she puts it down on the top of the (laughs) desk. Uh, It is addressed to you and the return address is for Lieutenant Tom in Tourisaz. Oh, I was going to message him. (laughs) Right. uh, Anything else? That's, That's it. And she glances through. She says, uh, well, I do see some of your companions are also members of the AMC. Uh, we do have a copy of the Merrill Courier for anyone who would like one. Uh, I believe there's a copy in your letter as well. Uh, yeah. The lieutenant would be keeping you up to date. Okay. Uh, other than that... I don't think I have anything else. Okay, cool, thanks. Um, yeah, I will just open up the letter and start casually reading over it. Uh, are any of you interested in this Merrill Courier? It is, is a that? newsletter. It's like the newsletter. Oh. They sent it out um, earlier in the group chat this week. I oh, don't think that... I sent it to everybody. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't read it, so can you relink it to me and I will read it? Sure. Uh, Thanks. You're welcome. I don't actually uh, remember this. Wanderlust. Where is it? I did read the part about Assholes Incorporated. <laughs> uh Oh, Jasper's journal. Okay. Man, I've missed so much in the past 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> I do things. I'm sorry. I do too, but I also do this. How dare you? I know. Um, oh, there's the link. Yeah, so the, the rough gist of it is there is a message from Jiang Yuna, who is the director of the AMCA. AMC. Uh, there are notable rank awards from the past year, which are platinum, gold, and silver ranked members uh, who have just earned their new rank. Uh, there are a few articles. One is Andalir, named New Capital of Hesperian Empire. Uh, this is uh, in Othedriel, just so y'all know. 
Uh, Andalir is, if you remember Ben and Mag, uh, Ben and Magda, <laughs> Ben and Ash. Yeah. Uh, Andalir is the city where Andalir Queen's Academy was that Justine went to. It is the capital of Othedril and now the Empire uh, under Emperor Venwir Sarlassian the Twenty First. Uh, second article is Dragon's Roost, north of Constanos. Uh, saying that Zedthala, the Ember Warden, and Phalanx, the Winter Herald, have returned to Constanos oh. and have been uh, talking with uh, High Graver Armin Kest- uh, Kestrel, uh, also known as the Bearer of Sonoring, and have gotten their mountain back that they previously left after their children were killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a long time, so they've decided to come back. Uh, there's also a section in there that talks about them recognizing the statue and tree. Uh, the last one is Tensions with Glacier Watch Rise. Yeah, I was uh, just reading that. General Sokolov <laughs> claims responsibility for death of decorated GWC captain, in which Magda is mentioned, but not by name, because Tom wanted to keep her anonymous assuming that's what she would have wanted. Uh, but basically saying Sokolov got in some trouble, but also the Master General of the GWC is like, good, there's a problem happening. Um, and that's that's the gist of it. I like that. I love that they're like, oh, the dragons from Silas's books are real. It's like, yeah. And then both Kit and Kenna are like, uh, yeah, like those books don't really, uh, those books are humble kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That Silas was a little too humble about some of it. Um, but yeah, so uh, they're, they're, these dragons now <sighs> these are technically dragons. citizens of Constanos. And yeah. hopefully they have some baby dragons. Baby. I was talking. I was talking about that with Ash. That there yeah. might be little pink babies. Little pink. They're pink because they're red and white. Yeah, they'll mature into one color or the other because I think an ice and fire dragon would just puke water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it would be very. It would be very hot water. <laughs> yeah, it would be yeah. boiling water. Boiling that water. Would be hey, you know what? That actually honestly, steam, yeah. steam Ooh, burns. Steam dragon. That's. A, I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, it's my idea. I'm stealing it. Uh, it's my idea. I'm stealing it. Y'all heard it here first. I said it. You know what? That actually would be a really mm. good like homebrew to add on to. It's just yeah. bronze I'm about to dragons. Do it. Just bronze dragons. They already breathe lightning. Air oh yeah, because they're like they're... steampunky. Well, no, yeah. they're all underwater. Oh. Bronze dragons are the they're the the coastal ones, and oh, they breathe shit. lightning, and they breathe underwater. So combine those two things, and you're definitely going to get some steam. Or just electrocute everybody in the ocean. Right. Or that. They're just like, I want to eat a fish. (laughs) And they all just float to the surface. Um, Uh, But yeah. As everyone's reading their stuff, uh, Magda just kind of like increasing, like, I've already read this letter. um, So I knew it was long, so I sent it to you. 
it's just kind of like reading it and like getting more and more like concerned and like uh just looks a little like huh like as she's reading it mm-hmm. yeah her letter is significantly longer than just the Merrill courier mm-hmm. uh christmas the bounty did i share the bounty with you guys sure did no okay nope. well yeah. i fucking Didn't got you? a roller coaster for you um oh boy i thought you did. No. <laughs> uh I'll actually read it for the sake of the stream. Uh, This is marked with, of course, the AMC crest at the top, and it has a warning on it. It says, for AMC mercenaries, roving marshals, uh, which you guys know are part of the wardens, and chasers only, inexperienced bounty hunters are requested not to pursue due to immense physical danger. Uh, Under the crest, it says, by request of the city of Constanos, the Atlaran Mercenary Company and the White Warden Guild, which is the current name for the Warden's Guild, P.S., it has changed, uh, are seeking able-bodied mercenaries for the following contract, which will be updated as more information arises. Wanted Alive, the Quarry Butcher of Constanos. Uh, the Braven Council of Constanos has issued a warrant for the arrest of an individual accused of serial murder in the Guild Walk Ward of Constanos. These murders have taken place over the course of several months connected to a rise in high-value thefts, heists, and heists and smuggling. The Quarry Butcher, so named for dumping highly brutalized victims' bodies in the Quarry Lake of Constanos, is mostly unknown to authorities. Uh, two survivors of their vicious attacks have confirmed these details about them. Human, assumed male between 40 to 50 years, medium length, dark hair with gray streaks, full beard, dark eyes, at least 6'2". Surviving victims describe Butcher's voice as very low, capable of speaking common, sylvan, and elvish, and noted that his cohorts wore specifically green kerchiefs over their faces, but the Butcher rarely covered his face. One victim noted that the Butcher was very particular about drinking White Mark Alvarium whiskey, made only in Sotiri, Uh, Both survivors noted he frequently wore a tall-collared, faded red duster coat and kept a possibly dire or partly dire dog resembling a a Rottweiler, possibly named Volg. Uh, This butcher is accused of between 15 to 30 murders. All of the victims confidently attributed to the butcher by local authorities are noted to have been tourists or visitors to Constanos. None of the identified victims were from Constanos, but most from somewhere in uh, Garadaldathas. The butcher is also believed to be a serial smuggler and thief, and potentially the leader of his own gang. Uh, Butcher is currently believed to have left Constanos after an abrupt end to his murder spree. This was somewhat confirmed by one of the survivors who overheard gang members talking about tracking him eastward, a currently unknown male. Therefore, the Butcher may appear in Southern Irakel, Southern Caladros, Frosthold, or even possibly Third Greer. Oh, great. The Butcher is indescribably dangerous, considering his record, and hold on, let me finish it, uh, known to wield blade and magic with equal mastery. It is unknown what he is seeking, but it is clear he is unworried about the lives he ruins in his wake. Extreme caution is advised, and his contract is recommended for rank four and above. 
that would be steel, silver, gold, and platinum ranks, P.S. Uh, the butcher must be arrested alive and turned in at the nearest Atlaren Mercenary Company warden or local guard office. A reward for a suspect matching the given description will be granted, and a greater reward will be paid by Bodro Post to the contractor if and when the butcher is identified. Additional rewards may be granted for the arrests of his cohorts. Uh, 100 platinum is to be granted to the arresting party upon uh, upon the uh, receipt of a suspect, if he indeed matches the description, and there is uh, enough, there's sufficient belief that he could be the butcher, uh, and an undisclosed much larger reward once his identity is confirmed. Smaller rewards are available for information. Uh, you can contact AMC contract officers, warden scribes, uh, and actually the Guild of the Gate, if you so choose. Uh, uh, Non-AMC mercenaries, roving marshals, or chasers need not apply. Hmm. Hmm. Have Christmas. I ever found a... Roll me a history check. Okay. Oh, boy. God damn it. Ooh, not good. <laughs> uh, five. Five? Yep. Um, reading over the description of the person, you don't have a face in your head, but God, does it sound familiar. I actually have a very specific question about this. Yes. Have I ever found a green handkerchief in my belongings? Why, you have. Okay. Mm-hmm. Keeping that to myself. Yeah, I definitely had that thought. Keeping that to myself. Yeah. You probably had a couple. What, wait, your coat is. This coat green. is green, yeah, but. Okay. That's not, yeah. Everything about him is like green and pink. Yeah, so. there's like That's true. green, purple, gold. Yeah. You're Piccolo. Basically. Mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> I have hair. Not quite that garish. No. But yeah. Interesting. Um, You all have a chance to look over the courier and the bounty, if you so choose, while Magda is reading her significantly longer letter. With a look of abject terror on her face from what it sounds like. It's not abject terror. It's just kind of like, oh, oh, oh. Like, yeah, yeah, Um, she's engaged, uh, let's just say. I am going to approach the person working here. Okay, uh, let's pause there because yeah. we're late for break. Yes, um, we'll be back at one forty. Okay. Uh, bye bye. Bye. Wumpus. <laughs> God fucking damn it! Every time. <laughs> I didn't even mean to do it that time. Wumpus. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that that the stream caught that just perfectly. <laughs> awesome. Um, all right. Hello, y'all. Welcome back. Let's get back into this shit. Christmas. You was gonna ask me a question. Um, I was gonna ask the the person uh, working here a question. Yes, Miss Elda. Um, can I actually like pull the bounty down off the board? You 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 can. Okay. I will. I'm gonna do that. I I'll put it back. I'll put it back. Um, okay. I'm gonna bring it over. This uh, 
seems to be a, uh, well, seems like a not very fun situation. And she's, she's like watching all of you as you're going over your things. So when you approach her, she gives you her full attention. She says, um, no, that is a pretty high level bounty. Um, are you with the Adlaren Mercenary Company? Uh, no, I'm not, but my, my associates here are all oh. members. I, I, I am simply in their company. I, uh, how can I help? Well, I, the only question I really have here is the, it mentions that there are some survivors. Yes. Is that information that we are able to access or that my friends are, are able to access here to, uh... uh see who they are, if if they are willing to give up that information. There is some information available about the survivors, but it is on... We would only offer that information to a... to one of our own number or similar who have uh, plenty of experience under their belt showing that we can trust them with that. Um... I hope you understand that in this situation, they're kept mostly anonymous because of the danger telling about this person has put them in. Of course. Anonymity can be the, well, the best safeguard that some of us have. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your time. Christmas is the big bad. <laughs> no, we already know it's Ember. Mm. Yep. Maybe. Joke's on you. Christmas is Ember. He's just got different yeah. clothes on now. <laughs> oh. They do have the same accent. <laughs> it's similar, it's yeah. 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 One is significantly more like uh, plantation money, and the other one is just Georgia. Ah, <clears throat> um, say, ah, say. Boostruck's going to look at Magda considering her reaction to reading this and just be like, uh, everything okay over there? Hmm? What? Everything um, okay? Yeah, no, it's fine. I'll fold up the letter and, like, put it in my coat. Uh, it was just Lieutenant Tom giving us, giving an update about stuff that Kenturi says. It's fine. Uh... Your face did not exactly allude to things being fine. Foostrock, if it had anything to do with you, I would let you know, okay? As she's chomping on bread underneath her mask. Yeah. <laughs> just, Occasionally. Just, pull, just pulls it out, slides a breadstick yeah, in, and it just yeah. slowly lowers as she <laughs> <gets it. laughs> Oh my god. Just hear crunching and it just gets shorter. <laughs> like um, a wood chipper. It's like when you hand a horse a carrot and yeah. somehow it never falls out of their mouth. <laughs> um, like, Foostruck just like kind of like slightly narrows his eyes a little bit and just goes, alright, but you know, I, I trust you. Good. <clears throat> and then I'm going to walk over to the um, to the Giri uh, woman as well. Mm-hmm. And she looks up. Um, just a couple of questions. Uh, I was wondering if uh, 
you might be able to send a message for me if you have that ability. Of course, I can do that for you. Um, are you a member of the AMC? Um, I uh, I uh, flash one of my leather wraps on my arms, and it has my badge attached to it. Okay. And she she takes out a piece of paper and uh, uh, puts it into her auto writer and says, "All right, uh, your name." Uh, Fustrak Wildborn. Tip tip tap tip tap. Um, like, <laughs> I saw who, that smile. <laughs> and who are we sending to? Uh, Rayo Rue Wildborn. Tip tap tip tap. Um, and yeah, she'll she'll take down your message. What do you want to send? Um, arrived in Manaz. Um, hope you are <laughs> safe. That's it. Okay. So it's a note less than a letter. Uh, yeah. she, she types that out um, and uh, puts it into uh, an envelope and puts all the information on it. She says, um, would you like me to drop this in the post or did you want to Vodra post this? Oh, I was thinking like the spell message. Oh, you want to send? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sorry. I misunderstood what you wanted. No, um, it, it's okay. <laughs> she'll, she'll still take it down so she has like all the information correct. Um, but once she has all of it, she pulls the page out of the typewriter and you see her start drawing uh, more common rune or uh, more Thunar runes into the air. Um, you actually see that on the pads of her fingers, she has the runes for this spell because she uses it constantly. Um, and as she draws that into the air with this very fluid practice motion, uh, she speaks the message through and waits for a moment. And she says, uh, she says that, uh, she is headed north, uh, toward Port Magnus soon. Uh... And should you uh, want to visit her, you will find her in Calucar Harbor in Shell. She also says that she loves you and she misses you. <laughs> oh, a, like, a family yeah. member who loves me. Oh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, same. Uh, what, what was the... Um, <laughs> to be funny what oh my I? god <laughs> i yes what was the name of that in again <laughs> oh calicar harbor oh yeah uh, k-a-l-a-u oh, hyphen k-a-r harbor yeah it's bulls isn't that where town. bulls from yeah that's where bulls from that's where the tala and the urikala fighters are mm -hmm. Ooh, awesome. that explains a lot mm -hmm. um one last question, and I'll be out of your hair, I promise. Um, I have literally we, all day. This is my job. <laughs> we uh, we had another member of our group at one point, and uh, he left. Said they was heading over around this way. Uh, name was Ember. He may have been. Uh, oh no. Carrying a like a either a big egg or a weird looking chicken. <laughs> 
she she like almost snorts and she's like mm-hmm. um <laughs> I can check in on that for you. I have a question for Fustra. You can check in on that for him? Fustruck, yeah. do you consider what you currently have on your chest to be a phoenix tattoo or a chicken tattoo? <laughs> well, so he, he knows it's a phoenix, but he also doesn't know what a baby phoenix would look like. Okay. And he did not actually see Kai. He was still unconscious. So, yeah, I mean, the, the biggest that. thing that he could think of was just a weird-ass chicken. That's <laughs> it kind of, I'd imagine baby phoenixes look like compies. Like from Jurassic World, or yeah. Jurassic World, yeah. uh, Lost World. Uh, I mean, six of one, she, half dozen of the other. Yeah. She uh, she writes uh, on on the end of your sending. She writes a little note for herself. Um, says Ember, weird chicken or egg. Uh, <laughs> she's trying not to laugh. Uh, she says, uh, is there any other information you can give me about this person in case we can't find him by name? The little standoffish. <laughs> um, you know you're I mean, in Frosthold, right? That's very fair. Um, I give her like a like a physical description of mm-hmm. him. And she, um, she takes all that down. Yeah, and that's about it. Um, yeah, she says, I will uh, see if we have anything about this person, and uh, if we don't, I will check with some of the other offices uh, around this part of the continent. Um, so you I haven't will... seen him come in? No, not here. Well, shit. Well, I can I, certainly uh... send you a message if I hear anything. I would appreciate uh, that. I uh, I wouldn't mind uh, running into him at some point. Um, Fustrak, don't don't worry about that. Um, I think Lieutenant Tom said that he has gone another direction. That was part of what was in my letter. Lieutenant Tom in Torisos. Yes. Do you know where this person was seen or went? And uh, I'm gonna open back up the letter while I actually open back up the letter. When you mentioned Ember, I was like, oh, Just a yeah. quick control F for Ember. <laughs> hold on. Hold on, hold on. Where is it? Where is it? I mean, literally, a control F would serve very well. But... Uh, mm-hmm. Looks like... Well, no, I had to actually open up the letter. Yeah. Um, uh, it looks like he said that uh, Bowbender Uru's... Uwoos. Uwoos. Fuck you all. You uh, walk into Uwoos and they're like, hello? I fucking made <laughs> that a card for... I made that a card for Cards Against Humanity now. It's Uwoos. one of the flat cards. And it says, what makes me Uwoo? <laughs> oh, no. Um, I know. Anyway. Yeah, it looks uh, like the blue shore actually saw them... Saw him come through. Uh, so he's probably going more toward the west side. Hmm. So. Well, that is... West uh, side? <laughs> God damn it. Uh, <laughs> that is uh, a little uh, disappointing, if I'm honest. And who gives a shit? Wow. Um, she didn't like Ember, and he was an no, asshole, so... <laughs> well, um, I understand he wasn't exactly close with us, but... Uh, I feel that I owe him an apology. 
You don't know him anything, Feastruck. Well, his bird uh, is the only reason I'm walking, so... Yeah, well, that wasn't your fault, now was it? It seems like it was a bad choice. It was, was, but he was pretty upset about it. (laughs) God fucking damn it. Ben, with all the little snarky comments. It's what was messed up. I I have very few talents in this world, you guys. Like... (laughs) That's the big one. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it, but it's like fuck. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe if we end up going to Uruz, then we'll run into him. But whatever. Um, well, that's I'll, all that I came here for, apparently. Uh, so, um, Elda, Elda says, "I will uh, send a message over that way, and if they hear anything, they will let me know." Um, I also would like to send a message if I could. Christmas had a thing. Oh, whoops. Uh, no, I just was gonna interject into the awkward silence that just occurred there. But Magda, you go ahead, and then I'd like to speak to you after you do this. You'd like to speak to me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, if you could send a message to um, Helena Bron. Uh, I asked her about one of the excavators in Andalir. Um, I wondered if she had gotten any additional information about him. Oh. Um, and she casts sending once more, uh, speaking without sound, to Helena. Um, And after a moment, she says, uh, she says she has received some information, uh, but she is still gathering. Uh, But she hopes to have a proper sort of, for lack of a better word, report for you by the end of the week. Okay, just tell her to send it here then. Yeah. Um, she sends that as well. Um, but once that's done, she she looks over all and says, "Anything else I can help with? Uh, if any of you are of sufficient rank, or you think you are experienced enough to pursue that bounty, uh, the sergeant is in her office. Uh, but that is, of course, up to you." Uh, I'm gonna hand the posting to Magda, the bounty. And just very pointedly, this might be something worth looking into for us. I mean, it is a good bounty, uh, but I'm not high enough ranked for that. I'm only bronze. It seems like they know you quite well and trust you. It might be a good advancement opportunity for you. <laughs> Uh, Elda is just watching this. I will see after we get all this stuff sorted out with Alistair. We'll see. Okay, are you guys ready for some treats? Um, Before we do that, quick question, Taylor. I'm so sorry, guys. Um, That's okay. The, uh, the uh, Mega Puma hide um, Mega Puma. Uh, was supposed to take a week. Um, I think it's 
been a week now since it, I gave it to them on the 20th uh, of, uh, or, well, Orin 20, and now it's uh, Thurin 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was going to be Vod reposted to me. Yep. That means it'll just hit you in the face. Yeah. Yeah. It's done. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm I'm aware. <laughs> oh, okay. I just, I wasn't sure because a, a week uh, I forgot about it at one point until uh, until a moment ago. So, <clears throat> it's coming. Right. Don't worry. Is everybody okay? Everybody ready to go to the tower? Actually, yeah. just a I yeah. just have a general question just a yes. point of, point of I curiosity will put you in the ground sir <laughs> christmas ain't coming this year I, I, just a christmas just, ain't never gonna come again yeah because ne- <laughs> we're gonna shoot his dick off yes exactly yes, yes sir yes it just when it um this is, it, i said it's a general question but this is him asking the the person um voter post is there a way to see where or who a, a letter comes from? A um, way to track that? Yes. Uh, if you have received a letter, I can I can track back uh, personal letters, but I can't track back other letters for you. You know, privacy and all that. Wait, I'm sorry. You can track. She's she's letters? saying, okay. You know how you can't cash a check with another person's name on it? Yeah. She can't track a letter that is not addressed oh. to you, but she can track your letters. I wonder if you might be willing to do that here for me. If, tell me either who this is from or where it's from. It's addressed to me, but I can't make a whole lot of sense of it. And I'll hand her the letter. Okay. Uh, and she she takes it, and instead of like casting a spell in front of you, because you have had this like detect magic before. I don't know if Noah identified it. No, no. Um, but she takes it and she reaches uh, she reaches down and opens a drawer, and she keeps going. She actually pulls the drawer out and sets it on the desk, and you see the inside of it has this circle carved into it, just full of runes from several different schools of magic. And she sets the letter and envelope in the middle of it and gives it a tap. And you see her eyes flash silver. She says- She's got a magical filing cabinet. <laughs> she has a she has a magical version of a Rolodex. Only available at um, Steelcase. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, but as her eyes flash silver, uh, she says, uh, this was sent from the uh, Awas post office. And this was written by... Hold on. Let me check a thing. That was the uh, town this we was, were in. Yes, it was. This was written by, obviously by hand, of course, uh, by Sala Narendil. Can I get the spelling of the last name? Uh, N-A-R-E-N-D-I-L. Does that last name mean anything to me? No, but I think SM does. Oh, it sure does. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you as do not remember the, first the last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do not remember the last name. Okay. But that's kind of par for the course at this point. Huh. Did, was this said out loud, or was this... I mean, she said it to Christmas. Okay. Yep, that was said out loud. Yep, Sala Narendil. Like you're Indiana Jones. Because of his buddy Sala from from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, she's named after an actor, a stuntman from Lord of the Rings. Mm. Oh, dope. Yeah, Sala. He was the... Uh, uh, he's a Kiwi uh, who did all the major villains. He was like the Urukai leader. He was the the big goblin dude with like the fucked up face. He was all of them. Mm. The Witch hmm. King. Yeah. Yeah, he was the Witch King of Angmar. Yep. He... Fucked up that girl with his mace. Yeah. But it also um, fucked him up, so you know. And that name doesn't sound familiar to me at all. Make a history check. Anyone can if they want to. I I don't know that name. I don't suppose I'd it's be like, able to get advantage. I want sweets. I don't know anything except. I don't know anything. I just want to go. <laughs> Would would Lorcan know it potentially, given like Christmas's connection with the Feywild? Well, that's what I'm wondering too, because I can get advantage on Fey fiends or undead. So if it's Fey, uh, you would not get advantage on this. Damn it. Okay. Well, eleven. <laughs> Do elves count? No, elves don't count as Fey. Um, they're because they only have like Fey lineage. They're not actually Fey themselves. Uh, what was your sorry man? Eleven. Eleven. Um, actually, Christmas, give me a history check too, because there's a potential you've heard the name since the shit. Eighteen. Eighteen. All right. Uh, you guys also see Lorcan kind of furrow his brows. Like, why does that sound familiar? Um, Christmas, you have heard the name Narendil. Uh, not the full name Sala Narendil, but you have heard Narendil mentioned uh, actually on a bounty poster uh, previously. Uh, it was a very minor bounty, just like, you know, serial thief wanted uh, capture alive. Uh, they did not have the first name, but they did know that the last name was Narendil. Um, and actually, uh, since you saw that bounty poster, uh, it was a while back, you would have a description of the person as well. Um, uh, they're described as, uh, female, uh, elf, possibly wood elf, uh, long black hair, both sides shaved, um, golden eyes, uh, typically wearing browns and greens. Oh, and there is also a note that she has a chin tattoo, um, and she has writing in an unknown language over one eyebrow that extends down to the side of her face. In blue ink. One down, uh, four to go. 
Nine to go. Nine? Yeah. Who are the other five? Or four? What? Oh, I every set of initials got copied down. I don't know who the other ones are. All right. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you may have to share your notes with me because there may be some confusion there. Um. But yeah, that's what you get. An Elda hands you back the letter. Thank you. <clears throat> Right. Uh, we we should probably get going now. Probably. <laughs> Noah does look like he's about to spontaneously combust. <laughs> he's just sitting there vibrating. Like, I need my sugar. I'm out of sugar. Give me fucking cow. <laughs> Mom hasn't sent me any. Ah. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, y'all y'all head out of the AMC office, and uh, as we. Yeah, as we walk back, I'm, like, looking at Lorcan, like, every once in a while, trying not to, like, get his attention or anything like that, but, like... Make a stealth kind of, check. Oh, God. <laughs> Ooh, nat 20. 24. Nat 20. Yeah. 24. Yeah. So, so I believe... Who's Dex is higher? Well, they're... Dex is <laughs> It's, oh, it's, well. meets, it's meets beats, beats so yeah. meets beats with the challenger. So who is the meets, challenger meets. in this situation? Well, what would he be, be challenging? Him because he's trying to perceive he's, me. He, we're going with his perception. So he is trying to perceive her staring at him. So I think he's the challenger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'd agree. he notices. Okay. Um, as you guys are walking. And you're, like, occasionally looking over at him, being really, like, nobody else notices. Mm -hmm. But Lorcan, being so scared of shit that could happen, like, even though he doesn't always outwardly show it, he notices. He catches your eye one time when you look at him, and he's just looking at you like, what? Just look down. Can I help you, Miss Friendly? Nope, nope, nope. And he, like, like, feels his hair, like, trying to see if there's anything, like, attached to me. Um, And he just keeps going. Yep. Okay. You guys head down to the docks at Gungnir Lake. And you you, you grab a boat. We're sailing. Um, Just for the fuck of it, somebody give me a survival check who thinks they can sail. Mm. Uh, I, I feel have confident. pretty good survival. Uh. Magda, it is. <laughs> Go, Magda. Oh, wait. Do you feel confident? Sorry. I feel I'm... confident, but my survival is not good. <laughs> oh, Go, okay. Magda. Magda, Go, Magda. Or Go. Noah feels confident about everything. Oh, yes. well. Yeah. Let me see. 18. 18, okay. Uh, you guys all get into the boat, and Magda, who lives on a continent that is she's a pirate known, yeah <laughs> on a continent that is known for its river faring longships uh you just grab the rudder and you just sort of lean on it with one arm and as you guys push off uh 
fueled by you guys have to have oars to get across the lake or get away from the dock but the ship does have a small sail on it um you guys row out just a little bit the wind catches the sail and magda's just like in her element like i know this from home this is easy except it's not a wheel it's like a stick that you turn the rudder with all um, of us are looking around like, where's that music coming from? <laughs> and you guys you all just, see... just like intensely like... <laughs> yeah, you guys all see uh, Jasper just off to the sky going... Like heavily accented. I like that song. And though it's a Hans Zimmerman on this boat? It's Hans Zimmern. Yeah. Or wait, Hans Zimmer. Zimmer. I thought it was Zimmerman. No, because there's Andrew Zimmerman, there's Hans Zimmer, and then there's somebody fucking Zimmerman who I don't like. Oh, I have no idea. Okay, whatever. He's a food person. No, Andrew Zimmerman is the food person. He's cool. So we're going to this tower. Yes. Uh, (laughs) You head out, and uh, it takes maybe like 45 minutes, an hour, to get all the way there, Um, being that you have to contend with a little bit of like crosswind. But uh, as you approach the dock and throw the ropes, uh, the mooring lines over the uh, posts of the dock, um, you guys do see that out in front of the tower, there's this very nice like stone-lined path going up. Uh, but outside of the tower, near uh, the shade of like the orchards and the gardens, um, there is a a gathering of people maybe like 20 uh there are most of them are kids between like like 12 and 16 and uh they're all sitting like spread out in the grass uh and standing before them is a man in a uh fairly nice like long uh almost duster style coat a uh, very smart button-up shirt, dark trousers, dark boots, uh, and a, a purple vest underneath that has like a pocket watch tucked into it. And he's standing there um, sort of gesturing with his hands as he speaks. And occasionally he draws something into the air that like stays there. Like, you know how sparklers leave that line in your vision? He's like drawing notes into the air for them. Um, and sitting near him is one other adult, uh, an older, uh, geary woman who seems to be also taking notes, but she's facing the class. She seems to be like an assistant. Um, and you can hear his voice carry. You can't quite hear what he's saying or you can't quite make it out, but, uh, he's just lecturing at the moment, basically. Um. Well, I imagine we're walking that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to interrupt necessarily. Uh, okay. I, well, as soon as I walk, I'm going to be like, oh, hey there. We're here. Oh, you do interrupt? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I, uh, so... I pull out the bra full of fish. And I'm like, I got your fish in a bra. <laughs> so as you approach, I'll give you a little bit of what you catch. Um, you can hear him uh, going into... Uh, a lecture about the uh, the realm gate specifically mm-hmm. um, and it seems like he's just starting this like new sections as all the kids are like furiously taking notes um, 
And he says, uh, the, the realm gate is, of course, made up of nine different gates. You pass through each to get to whatever realm that the gate is set to. Uh, can anyone tell me what the most commonly traveled realm is? And you see among the group, a few hands go up and uh, he points one out. He says, Miss Green, she says, um, I believe it's the Feywild uh, because we, uh, the Guild of the Gate, work with them. He says that is that is correct. At which point, Noah shouts and holds oh, up hey, the bra. Oh, hey, I got your fish in a bra. And the entire class's heads just swivel to you. And uh, I'm this just man, winging it around. Magda this man looks head. over. God, we are just a center of attention everywhere we go, aren't we? Yeah. Just um, love it. <laughs> But all the kids are just staring at you guys. You're a, an interesting bunch, to be sure. But also, a grown man swinging around a bra that's <laughs> leaking salt uh, is also an interesting sight. <laughs> and uh, the man teaching them says, Um, how about we go on a bit of an early lunch? I have a little bit of business to take care of. Uh... Everyone, uh, make sure you grab uh, your lunches from inside and head out back to the tower. Uh, we'll take a long lunch today. And they all, like, pop up and go get their stuff. And uh, he steps away from where the group was sitting toward you all, uh, hands clasped before him. Mm. Says, um, I assume you're <laughs> Mr. Barago. Uh, yeah, that's me. I'm going to guess you're probably that Altera dude. Yes, my name is Alistair Altera. Altera, uh, dude. Yes, sure. Uh, so, okay, so I got some things for you. So, um, okay, Taylor, way, way, way back when uh -huh. you had me roll to find extra things for him while we were going. Yes. And I rolled a 26. Yes. It was like a bunch of Panna and like other shit he was looking for on the way. And yeah. we never got back to it. So just bringing that back around. Yeah. Um, I'd assume that during the journey, you were just like picking shit the whole way along. Okay. All you're right. like that. You're like that kid who, whenever the family is out on a walk, they disappear to go like find dandelions and come back covered in burrs. Uh, that, that's actually me as an adult. I when know. People go on walks with me. That is yeah. who I am. Yep, I, I feel like Noah is, despite being ridiculously charming, um, he is very much like you. Wow. <laughs> wow. No, you're very solid. Solid. No, I think if we combine Kit and Noah, we get them. Yeah, a little mm. bit. Um, but yeah. Uh, you you got like a good like a bag full of stuff like a burlap okay. sack full of just different stuff that's useful. We also so I like I pull oh go ahead. Oh, no, I was just reminding you. We also had the vials of, uh, of the water. water. Oh yeah, don't worry, I got lake. it. Okay, and we never uh, found that wagon that he was asking for. So. Oh, we didn't. Nope, you didn't look okay. for it. Well, that's true. Uh, I take out the burlap sack and I like put it on the ground and then I throw a water skin on top of it. I'm like, okay, so there's all your plants. Uh, there's the water from the Awaz place. And then uh, here's your fish in a bra from the Awaz tree as well. 
Uh, also, we have a lot of information surrounding that. I didn't find your wagon. Um, also, I heard my parents are here. Is there like, is there food ready? Even though we just ate. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, mm, this is a lot. All right. Um, and she, she turns, uh, he, she, uh, he turns to the lady. Um, and says, would you, would you mind taking all of this up to my lab? And she nods and steps up and kind of gathers it all up. And he pats her on the arm as she goes. Um, he I'll turns be careful to the with rest the of fish. It's dead is that, <laughs> is that a brawl? Yeah, it you was know. the only thing we had. It's a long yeah, we found it. Story. <laughs> oh, we're not sure whose bra it is, but it came from somebody. Oh, um, it was one of those bras you catch in the river by accident. I didn't catch it in a river. I found it in the woods. You know, I. (laughs) Oh, the goblins. That's right. Yeah, yeah. We found the bra in the woods. I. I can't say I'm surprised. I've learned to just, just not question it and just well, whatever they say, just just go with it. I've spent a bit more than a week with the two people who made that, so uh, oh, yeah. they are they are here. Um, I have some small guest cabins out back of the tower. Uh, they're staying back there um, on the shoreline, um, and I believe you must be Miss Renly. Yes, yeah. yes, that's uh, that's me. And he steps up and offers a hand to shake after he does shake Noah's hand as well. But I will shake it hesitantly. Yeah. And he's he's just he's just pleasant and cordial. Um But uh he also greets the rest of you, like asking your names as he goes. Um and he he doesn't treat Jasper any differently, because I know Fustrock is keeping an eye on that. Um but when he gets to Lorcan, he just looks fascinated. Um, but he doesn't say anything. Uh, he just greets him and says, uh, why don't all of you come inside? Um, I will let your parents know to make their way up. Um, I think I may dismiss class for the day, actually. Um so Are you come, sure? I mean, come, I come. could lecture on uh, on the you know poisons and drugs and that is not what I teach. No. He's also a very good storyteller. Oh, I'm such a good story! Oh my god, I could tell I'm, you so many stories. I'm no, sure that I will learn that over the time that you're here. I have heard more stories in a week than I've heard <laughs> in fifty years. <laughs> come, come, come! And he it was probably from Chips too. It probably wasn't <clears throat> from Chris. I mean, it was both of them. Oh, uh, okay. Chris is a talker, but she says more things of value. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Chips is just like, you know, I wonder. Um, <laughs> he just thinks but, out loud. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, except with a little more of an Irish accent. Uh, mm. But Alistair leads you guys up to the front of Gungnir Tower. Uh, which is this large uh, stone brick structure. I believe it's actually a square tower. I don't don't fucking know. Or is it? I don't fucking remember. You know what? If it wasn't a square tower before, it is now. He rebuilt it. Um, (laughs) 
It's been 300 years. That's plenty of time. <laughs> uh, but it is it is a uh, square tower that you see the staircase actually goes around the outside of the tower. But you can see this like sheen over the staircase areas that look like there's some kind of ward there. So you don't think weather would affect it outside. You know, I was going to ask about when it rains, but it looks like you've got it taken care of. Yes. Um, but he uh, opens the these big double doors with like these ring handles, uh, and it opens into this beautifully decorated, uh, but still kind of not over-decorated like the other towers you've seen. Just, just nice... Um, not too rich or extravagant, just functional and comfortable. Uh, but this great hall uh, that has like a long dining table in the center with several chairs at it. Um, and you see that the this room is split off from two back rooms. Um, and you see that the wall behind this table is covered in uh, a few very large paintings. And one of particular interest would be uh, off to one side. There's a portrait of. Uh, hold on, how many? Uh, Seventeen people. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you guys have. You guys have probably seen pictures of some of these people, like paintings of them. Uh, the most recognizable of which is Kit of Volfira. Uh, Nyx is blurry because he couldn't stand still. <laughs> yeah, it's a painting, but okay. The portrait person is like, what the fuck? <laughs> stand still! Oh, God damn it! It's like Bigfoot. He's just blurry in real life. Yeah. Uh, yep. yeah. But you see, uh, you see these 17 people. There is... Uh, a very like you just want to hug him there's a guy in the center who's a canatar um who's just like really buff and bulky and he's like a brown lab canatar with just this big smile on his face um and he is holding uh a staff that is just this perfectly straight uh metal rod with a small like half dome white gem at the very top of it um Everyone else uh, is not holding staves, uh, but you see Kit is framed by a taller, thinner figure uh, with sort of stark white hair uh, who has uh, a lot of these like black markings on his face that sort of frame his face in, uh, pointed almost Elusir-like ears and this really ridiculous grin that he just looks like a person who cannot stop smiling. No. I um, feel like I feel like Kit is probably like uh like Captain Morgan with like one foot up on Kyla Uruvela's body. She's like, yeah. Not in this portrait. <laughs> um, he had one of those made. Yeah. 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 He's like, I want to commission um, <laughs> and, uh, standing standing beside Kit is another familiar figure because her face is just kind of known at this point. Uh, a tall burly human woman with short dark hair a very specific scar going down over her jaw Uh, and she is framed by a slightly taller equally burly man who almost looks like he could be her brother but there's some very specific differences between them Uh, his features are broader um, 
But you see each of these people in the back row have their hand on the shoulder of a person in front of them. And you are able to tell very easily that this is a group portrait of the original Obsidian Collective. Um, and yeah. Did you Just say this... Nyx has white hair? Nyx has white hair. I thought it was black. Uh, not in this picture. Oh. Okay. I, I imagine Nyx took after Quinn. Um, when it came to the mm. hair situation. That's true. Uh, we, also, do, we do all know Make It Pink. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's that's one of the portraits. Um, in another, you see uh, Alistair, uh, not by himself, but surrounded by uh, four young adults. Um, a, mm. An owl, Aarakocra, this beautiful uh, young woman in a very nice... Uh, sort of uh, doublet and this sash across with like a satchel. Uh, Another one is a a red tiefling with black hair, long black hair, who's dressed similarly to Alistair. Uh, There is a halfling who's like at the front of the group. Uh, He's in a suit of armor. Um, Yeah, that checks out. And uh, you see a smaller blue tiefling sort of uh, up up closer to the red tiefling and she has like uh like medics clothing on like a like a uniform uh a dress uniform version of medics outfit um but they're all just pictured together and you can see alistair has a hand on the red tiefling shoulder and the aarakocra's shoulder um it strikes you as a family portrait not just friends Mm-hmm. Uh, and the central portrait is actually a painting of Gungnir Lake and the old version of the tower, because I've decided it's canon that he rebuilt it, uh, a, a round tower with a uh, conical roof on it that's sort of crumbling, and the island is just wild in this, uh, in this particular painting. It looks very different now. But yeah, that's what you see as you enter with the Alistair. Um, well, this, when... is a, this is a nice place you got here, eh? Mm, yeah. Oh, thank you. I've um, I've tried to make it homey, at the very least. Uh, please, have have a seat. I'll bring out uh, drinks and such. And, uh, oh, your parents. And you see him draw uh, runes into the air. Um, and you hear him say... Uh, Christine, your son and his friends have arrived. And almost immediately you see him go, (laughs) 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 She's coming. (laughs) Oh, she'll be here in about 30 seconds flat. Uh, But he snaps his fingers and you guys see off to the side, there's this little like end table with a silver platter on it. The platter levitates and zooms into the kitchen. Um, and he just sort of, very Matilda style, just starts pointing at things and they move and like chairs squeak out of their places for you. Uh, and like glasses come to the table. It's, it's, it's not necessarily showy, but it is impressive how many things he can manipulate at once without dropping anything. Um, and as the platter returns with several different selections in liquors and wines and anything else you can possibly think of, uh, that sets on the table just as the door just 
bursts open. Uh, just before the door opens, I make sure that I like button up the front of my coat slightly so she can't see my gun that's tucked in the side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you all, you all, you almost feel the dog whistle sound of Chris just being like, <laughs> oh my god, and just boom, and there's this little gnome. With sort of sort of long pointed ears, this wild ponytail, uh, big round glasses. She's got kind of a suntan right now. Uh, brown like Constanian vest, button up shirt. Uh, it's got like some smudges and like stains on it. She's been working. Uh, heavy like denim pants that are just covered in stains because she constantly wipes her hands on them. Um, she is still holding a wrench in one hand because uh, she forgot to put it down. <laughs> and she has like these really tough, like steel capped boots. And she's just standing there in like a ready stance, like looking around, and her eyes fall on you. And she fucking launches at you. Um, before she gets to me, I like lean over to Magda and I'm like, I hope you got that watch on because she's going to want to see it. And then I, and then, <laughs> and I go and yeah. Magda like yeah. really quickly like pulls the box out of her like bag and is like sleight of hand check j- jimmying it <laughs> on her hand. She's not gonna notice. She's not gonna notice at all. It's but like upside she... down and yeah. Your your mom is a gnome, which means she's small. But boy, howdy, is she muscular and dense. Mm-hmm. Uh, she hits you like a freight train. It's like I having a, a bag of potatoes like thrown directly at your chest. <laughs> I have a negative one to strength, so I imagine this yeah. isn't going to go um, well. You you get plowed over. You're just you're on the floor. Oh. Um, but uh, yeah, she just lands on you and she grabs you by the face and she like kisses your forehead and she's like, "Oh, Nick! Oh my God! Look like, at you! You need like, to shave!" Oh, hey there, ma. Oh, hi, ma. <laughs> How are you doing? Like, oh my god, you're so thin! Why are you thin? Are you all feeding him? What's happening? <laughs> I, I don't can, know. You know I, can you let go of my face? Foostrack looks at Magda and just goes, is, is this what parents are supposed to be like? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, buddy. Um, but, uh, but yeah, she's just like, oh my god, she's like got a hold of your shirt now and she's like, writing it all and she's like I'm sorry I'm sorry I got a little too excited I oh, know it's okay well, a little too much hitching McGinney up but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, she's like you're you, you're you've been away for so long I mean I gotta you know you wouldn't believe the stuff I found down here though I would believe it you message me all the time well yeah I suppose that's true <laughs> and uh, coming toddling through the door, kind of like clunk, a, clunk, clunk, clunk. Um, clunk. <laughs> you see, you see, fairly tall for a Mercoptera, um, but not that much taller than Chris. Uh, a flying fox type uh, Mercoptera with his little his little claws hooked in front of him, so his wings look like a cloak around him. Um, with a very very wooden leg. Um, <laughs> um, and he has like a little tool belt around him that's like full of pouches. And uh, he's got on this, uh, 
because of the way their wings work, uh, their shirts have like these long slits in the sides, but he has like a nice like pressed shirt that's just covered in little tiny holes because of all the shit he works with. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got like little short like bat capris and yeah, and he just he just toddles his oh way through. He's like, it's like ah oh, Nick. And he just he just clunk 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 over and puts oh his God. big wings around Aww. you. He's like, hi, bud, how you doing? Oh, hey there, Dad. Oh, uh, you got, you got so many friends. And he uh, looks yeah, at all. You of know, them. I haven't burned any of them yet either. Well, that's good. That's real yeah, good, bud. I know. I'm doing a good um, job with the potion things. <laughs> and he he turns, and the first person like next to Noah is Magda. He's like, hi, I'm I'm Chips. How are you? Who, who are you? How are you? Both. I don't care. Oh, gee. Uh... <laughs> and he just has, like, a little uh, clawed hand extended for a handshake. Uh, so this is Magda. She's, you know, kind of... She's a pirate assassin? Yeah, I uh, saw that. I'm That's not, pretty okay. cool, man. Yeah, no, no I a, am neither she's a pirate the one who's, nor an assassin. <laughs> she's the one who's I'm doing the the black cascarilla for okay oh yeah i got a boy howdy i got a story i got got a a story i got a big we'll save it for food but i just must be a good one it's it's a real good one never been proud of your ma she's great Uh, that that seems hard to believe you guys are proud of each other all the time i know but this time it was like whoa (laughs) i i'm (laughs) gonna I'm going to lean down to him and be like, so how many lakes have you gone through since I've been gone? Uh, I kind of lost count. Oh, no. Is Wilbur okay? Uh, there might be a new Wilbur. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. <laughs> and he leans down and, like, puts his claw down, and you see not the overweight, like, sick uh, woodpecker, oh, no. but, like, a svelte, thin uh, cockatiel step out onto oh. his claw. <laughs> Completely different bird. He's like, uh, this is Wilma. <laughs> oh, oh no! What happened to Wilbur? Oh, he just—he was one of those things. <laughs> I can't do chips and keep a straight face. <laughs> oh my god! Magda, you know, just, if they just ever woke up one morning, he was just. It was one of those things. <laughs> Magda, if they ever convince me to uh, go to Reese's Ridge, will you do me a favor? Will you take my gun and shoot me in the head, please? Uh, <laughs> yes, and then I will do. I will uh, turn it on myself. Um, and as as you're like whispering to Magda, Chips turns towards you, and he's like, "Hi, who are you? How are you?" Ah, uh, yes, it's very nice to meet you, sir. My name is Christmas Fortune Man. <laughs> I'll reach out a oh, hand. Oh, that's and one shake heck it. of a name. Thank now that's you. a $4 word. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to meet you. I don't think I've heard about you yet. No, that's probably how it should be. I'm new here. Oh, okay. Well, welcome to the family, bud. Oh, Jesus. Uh, and he just moves right on. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Chris, like, pops up and, like, shakes your hand, too. And she, when she goes to Magda and shakes her hand, she, like, pats your hand, too. She's like, hi, honey. It's nice to meet you. And she moves on with Chips. Um, 
and they go up to Fustrog and Chris, or sorry, Chips, good lord, uh, looks up and says the same damn thing. Hi, how are you? Who are you? Has Fustrog ever seen a Mercoptera before? Yeah, you have. They, they're very, they're not common, but they're, they're kind of spread out. Okay. Yeah. Um, he, he'd extend a finger. Yeah. Shake, shake. For, for ease of shaking. Yeah. It's like, uh, I'm, uh, oh gosh, I didn't even introduce us. Oh God. Uh, we're, uh, my name, my name is, uh, Chipstifer La Jolla Barago. And this, this is my wife. This is Christine Barago. And, uh, Chips if you can't see the, if you, yeah, that's our good old fashioned Reese's Ridge name right there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> is it? How many yeah. people from, from that name? <laughs> yeah. Why not? Are you, so. I mean, how, if you want, if you want a weird name from Reese's Ridge, you should talk to Toby Larone. <laughs> Uh, just wait until you meet Pepper and Andy Mint. No. <laughs> no. We got rid of his first wife, to, Nicole. Are they just yeah. are they just gonna open like a townwide candy company and just like <laughs> um, their favorite oh, weapon then, is the spear? Uh, I like turn to him and I'm like, so how's uh how's old Figastasia doing? <laughs> Uh, There's like, a good old-fashioned yeah. name if you needed one. Oh yeah, that's a real good old-fashioned one. Uh, she's God, you know, she's still kicking. It's crazy. You How know, is she that, doing that? I don't know. She's got to be some kind of garden lich. I. How old is she now? I don't know. Like uh, fucking. Actually, let me look at your notes. I don't remember. She's like 120. Uh, Isn't she just a human? I think so. Or, or something. Yeah, she's not a long-lived race. Oh, God, where is it? Oh. Uh, Figastasia should be right at the end. No, I couldn't Figastasia Noon, at least 120 years old. Human. People think she's a gardening lich. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Petra she... Shoemaker, who is actually a cobbler and makes good cobbler. <laughs> You forgot about this? Oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, she's she's still gone. I, I think she's just turned like 121. Uh, the neighborhood got together big bash for her. She couldn't hear a damn thing the whole time. <laughs> oh my god. Hang on, I'm adding some stuff about Matilda. Uh, yes. <laughs> Uh, but he, he then, uh, he looks up at Fushark says, I, I didn't catch your name there, Sport. What's your, wait, who are you? <laughs> Sport. Champ. But this is my chance Sorry. to once again mimic Ben. Uh, <laughs> chewing cud over here. Gross. Um, <laughs> um, uh, Fustrock, uh, Wildborn. Oh, that's, uh. That's an interesting name. Wildhorn? Uh, formerly Broadhorn. Oh, yeah. That sounds more... 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and he, he scoots along with Chris. Chris shakes your hand, too. Uh, and they, they move along to uh, Jasper and Lorcan. And Lorcan is just similar to Magda, just like, as they're like, hi, how are you? Who are you? He's like, Lorcan, hi. And they're like, oh, you're, you're, you're kind of different. You're welcome. And they're, you can tell they're trying not to stare, but they just like move along trying to be polite, like Midwestern polite. Uh, And they get to Jasper, who is like around their heights and... They're just like, oh, you're just so cute, Jasper. And just, they're, they love him immediately. Um, oh but once they're done greeting everybody, they turn back to Noah and just, again, just hugs, pull him down to their level. Just, yeah, they're all over him. Okay, so you gotta tell me, how's Alma and Candy doing? Oh, they're just doing the same thing they do every day, you know, trying to take over the world. Oh, uh, yeah, that sounds about right for those two. No, uh, they, uh, there were some, uh, some new people moved in recently from, uh, further, further down the hill, you know? And, okay. uh, they got a bunch of new kids they're looking after. God, terrors, all of them. But, <laughs> you know, you know, Alma will kick some sense into them, literally, if she has to. So it'll be uh, fine. Yeah. Uh,. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, how's your? Uh, I heard that your. <laughs> yeah, that's what she's just. Lo- she's just looking at them like she's. <laughs> what the fuck is that? One, what the fuck, and two, I understand now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You know, you had mentioned in one of your letters that you were trying to hook up old Nest Lee with somebody. Mm-mm, nope. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye guys. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's this. There's this. Uh, there's just this wait real... for this one. No, you got it. It gets better. Uh, oh, you got it. it. You put your headset um, back on. Okay, it gets better. Uh, there's there's this uh, there's this real nice girl in the neighborhood. You know, um, her her name's uh, oh god, hun, what was it? She's like, uh, her 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 name is uh, fuck. I just had it. Um, You're talking about Vanessa. No. Oh, who are you talking it's about? Somebody that I haven't discussed with you yet. Uh, oh, shit. Oh, man. Nabisco. Yeah. Uh, her <laughs> name. Oh, her her name's uh, Natalie Werther. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> the original Natalie Werther. Oh, yeah. The original. <laughs> She's from this real like prestigious family from you know over in uh, Port Natalie. Uh, this big oh, yeah, like. The Werthers. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're oh, yeah. really the the originals. <laughs> oh yeah, they're an old old family. Yeah, they've been around forever. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, you know, well, how's things going with all uh, Ness? Uh, you know, they're they're kind of just being a uh, an introvert lately, which is kind of a change. I don't know what's up with them. Hmm. They uh they didn't take the Bert. No. Oh. Poor Burton Finger. <sighs> anyway, let's talk about fun stuff. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, where you guys just came from uh, AWAS, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh-huh. did you like, yep. did, did you see any fun stuff on the way? Oh my gosh. So, we saw, first of all, we saw man eating plants. Uh, we saw vines that spit blood. 
Oh gosh. It was yeah, annoying. I got some. I can show it to you later. Um, oh. <laughs> and uh, the, you know, we saw a big old deer. Um, yeah, we saw true. a tree. We caught some fish in a bra. Uh, we shot a skinwalker last night. Whoa. Yeah, it looked just like you. Oh, that's not okay. No, it wasn't. Um, oh, what else did we do? We did some other stuff. Help me out, you guys. Uh, we sequestered. We rode Jokobos. We helped with a, uh, we helped with a minor revolution. A revolution? Oh, yeah. Where yeah. was that? We fought a fighting pit. Yeah. Oh, and was. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that might that might explain some things around here, you know, because uh, we heard something about like uh, like a couple fights with the Glacier Watch going on, and uh, just the other day, this uh, this officer rode into town, and the entire uh, local garrison left with him. No. Oh. Yeah, they're headed south. I guess they're going back to Isa or something. Uh, was that the Glacier Watch? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was this, um... was this guy who was, uh... Looked like he was pretty high up there, like, really important. And he just walked right into their camp and said, Everybody, drop everything, get your horses, we're going home. Huh. Uh... So I heard that you've been uh, causing a little bit of a ruckus here. I uh, not more than I usually cause. Which I mean, who am I talking to? They sound the same. Chris. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I've been trying Yourself. to do Chip's voice differently, but it's it's hard. Uh, Chris just kind of overtakes everything. Mm-hmm. Um, That's says, fair. I mean, we're not doing anything differently, but normal it's just these folks aren't used to our normal but uh thankfully you know, mr mr altera is a real nice man and he's an old friend so it's it's at least welcoming oh you know who we met on the way yeah we stopped in yera for a minute and we met kit of valfira oh my gosh how's he doing uh he's apparently he knows me of course he knows you. He used to, he came over a few times when you were real little. I don't remember. <laughs> um, oh, well, apparently, yeah. apparently, uh, he's never paid Kit back for some wands that he. Oh, don't worry free. about that. We took care of that. It's fine. Uh, oh. No, we were we were helping him and uh, and Miss. Uh, oh, not Kenna, the other one, uh, Miss Rhea, with a project up in the Monomaric. Uh, we're installing some things for them in Haven. Uh, so they, we welcomed them to like a dinner. And of course, uh, Miss Rhea, she's real busy, but, uh, Mr. Kit, he can make time just about any time because, you know, when you live for 300 years, you got nothing but time. Uh, you know, that's true. But yeah, he came for dinner a few times and to pick up a few things. And, and she turns to the rest of you and she's like a little Nick at five, six years old. He, boy, was he a terror. Like they talk about the terrible twos and like threes. It was when Nick like understood how things worked that he got real bad. He would just dump acid on anything, destroyed mm-hmm. this real expensive wand that Mr. Kit had and... I think at some point he and Mr. Nix ran off and did some pranks or something. 
not really entirely sure what all happened there, but it was, uh, we're just going to say it was an expensive visit. Just like under his breath so that only probably like Magda and Fustrat can hear Christmas is like, uh, it'd be fun to see what it's like when he grows out of that phase. <laughs> I was going to make that joke. <clears throat> yeah. Fustrat definitely laughs at that. <laughs> Um, at this point, uh, Alistair is bringing out, like, snack foods if you guys want some. Uh, sandwiches. And uh, Chris is like, oh, great food! That means story time! And okay. He, he, like, hops in a chair. He's like, matter. okay. So, uh, y'all are... Alright, I don't know how much the rest of y'all know about how me and, me and Chris work. Uh, and how our whole, like business works but uh basically i'm i'm the the alchemist the chemist whatever and nick is my i don't feel like it's fair to call him my apprentice anymore uh but he's like my the other one he's the other alchemist now uh he's the traveling one i'm the mm. i guess i travel too anyway uh <laughs> but uh so chris is the the like mechanically minded one uh, she's the one who can fix anything, break anything. I mean, look at those muscles, eh? Uh, <laughs> like, very subtle flirt. <laughs> and she, she's just like, oh. Um, he's like, so, uh, Miss uh, Miss Magda, my son here sent uh, a request for that uh, Black Cascarilla stuff. And uh, to find a recipe that works to, you know, recreate it without having to have the actual eggs... Uh, boy, I, I spent hours looking at that, just trying to figure out the, the components, and I actually got a hold of some black cascarilla to, like, pick it apart. I could not figure it out for the life of me what just the final ingredient was that made it do its thing. That's um, fine. You don't... No, no, but we did figure it out. Oh. Uh, I've made you yeah. a couple of batches since then. Well, I know, yeah. but like, yeah. But uh, I just, I couldn't figure it out. And after hours and hours and hours and hours of just looking at it, I I was like, you know, um, he looks over because he's like, you know, Ma, I just got to go to bed and sleep on it. Sorry, I call her Ma like my, you know, when you have kids, you'll understand. Um, but I, I went to bed and just thought maybe I can sleep on it and think of something. I, I woke up a couple hours later, good long nap, and I walk into my office and all my stuff is sorted and cleaned because Chris is, she's like that. She's got to sort and clean. Uh, and all my papers were like in this nice pile with more like writing on them. And I'm like, well, who the heck did that? And I started looking through them and Chris figured it out. She figured it out in a half hour what I couldn't figure out in like three days of constant just staring at it. And she was just like, oh, it's just it's just rubies. That's all this is. Just corundum. And I'm like, what kind of alchemist am I? I may as well just give her the whole dang business. Well, so, uh, thank what? you. Yeah. He's like, oh, no, thank her. She's great. But uh, let this be a lesson to you, Nick. Always marry someone smarter than you because they'll make you feel like an idiot your whole damn life, but they'll always fix shit for you. Mm. Oh, pardon I my will, French. Uh... Stuff. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're all adults here. Mr. Yeah, but it's, it's kind of crass. 
What's French? <laughs> you know, I am not entirely sure. I think it's a moon elf language. I think it's oh, just, yeah. real weird. I think it's just one words. of those things they say over in Reese's Bridge. You know, like the thing about the radish and, and the Pardon moose. Pardon my elves. Oh, yeah. Like that, yeah. Well, well, you know, those, those moon elves, they have that really weird accent, and they've got like 40 letters that don't make a sound. So uh, I think that's French. <clears throat> that, that tracks. Which it is in world canon that moon elves have a French accent. Uh, mm. Most of them from Caladros. Uh, but uh, yeah, Chris the whole time is just sitting there like, "Oh, you stop! It wasn't that big a deal. You just, you just, you just had a lot on your mind. It, you would have figured it out." Really, though, thank you. Um, it's oh, been yeah, sure. an invaluable help. Yeah, and it does work. It does, yeah. Well, fantastic. I'm glad it does, because I actually made uh, a few batches to test, and do you need any more? I mean, any... Uh, this any is Chris, ta- or Chip's talking, sorry. <clears throat> uh, any amount helps, really. Oh, yeah, sure. Any he puts his satchel up on this table and opens it and it's just this black void and he sticks his wing into it and he pulls out a comparable size bag to what Helena gave you. Holy shit. Uh, and he just plops it on the table and he's like, "There, there's all the good stuff. That should be like, for what you need it for, it should be like a month. Oh god, uh, I, okay. Um, I'm rooting around. shoves it across the table to you. I'm rooting around in my in my bag, just what like, you doing uh, there, honey? I uh, well, how much is that going to come out to you? It's going to come out to you a lot of money. So what are um, you talking about? I need to uh, well, I need to purchase it from you. I'm can't take all this. It's very expensive. It's not that expensive. It. They're just rubies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, I. All right, I know that sounds like real privilege jerk of me, but uh, in this situation, it's one of my friend's sons, and you actually need it for a good reason, I understand. Other way around. Yeah. One of my Fr- son's, son's friends. Son's, son's friends. <laughs> I think yeah. canonically, though, she definitely should say friend's sons, because that is just... <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, says, it's one of my son's friends, and it's for a good purpose, I assume. Uh, and, you know, the, again, this is going to sound real privileged, but we got money to burn, honey. You can just have it. You know, they might be able to help with what you've got going on. You know, oh, yeah. you just want to give them a little look-see of what you've got going on under the hood. Yeah, sure. How can, and like, to... Chips, like, scoots up to you? Do we have to do this at, like, the table? And, like, there's oh. a lot of, um... No, I mean, you've got to take your mask off to eat anyway. I I, I was going to eat later. Um, in oh, well, don't, don't eat later. Don't let it all get stale. Uh, uh, um, she's and, got and this, Chris, she's shy about, like, eating Chris, in front of people. Chris reaches over and puts a hand on Chip's shoulder and says, Honey, she's, let her be. She's, she needs time. It's uh, a girl thing. Okay. Uh, not a girl thing, uh, just... Uh, we can just call it that and the boys will leave it alone. Cool. cool. Um, <clears throat> maybe, maybe later. Uh, is Alistair here too? Yeah, he's here. 
He's just watching this just like, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was actually hoping I could talk to, to you about that also. Of um, course. I guess... Okay, if, if everyone can just, like, like back up, like, a half a foot... And Chris grabs Chip's shoulder and just, sh just drags and just, him back. And just, like, don't, like, get in my... Okay, then I will... I will grab it and take it, take it out. Yeah. And, uh... Alistair kind of tilts his head as he sees it, and, uh... Chip's... Sort of, he he like looks looks at it like trying to get a look at it, um, and Chris is like, "Oh, is that a, is that something magical or is that something, something else? Is this like a medicine thing or like a?" Well, I'll uh, I'll save you a spell. It's demon curse. Yeah, thanks oh. to Noah here, I know that. So. Oh well, that's uh, and uh, Chips is like. Oh, that's a little out of my uh, out of my specialty. Uh, I'm more of a like an alchemy kind of person. But um, if if Alistair can kind of take a look at it and give me some more information, I might be able to work out some additional treatment stuff for you. Is that what you're using the black cast gorilla for? Yeah, mm -hmm. just to okay. um, stave it off. Uh, what uh, what are you what are you putting it into? Like, what's the? Uh, uh, it's a concoction of stuff. Um, what's it uh, called? Uh, Black Blackstone. Bloods Bloodstone. Bloodstone formaldehyde. <laughs> oh, you're from the Tithel clan, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, I know that stuff. I help mix up stuff like that for chasers sometimes. Um, yeah, I can work with that. Uh, do you have the recipe for your version? Yeah, I know exactly yeah. what needs to And he's like, he does like grabby hands, like, give, give, give. Oh, <laughs> okay. I'll just quickly jot it down, like, on a little piece of paper or yeah. something. And he, he takes that and, like, glasses and starts, uh, he reaches into his, his bag and pulls out, like, a fountain pen. And you see him start, like, scribbling down equations. Uh, and... Chris, who's still got like a hand on him, is like, "Well, we're we'll certainly do whatever we can to help there." Uh, have you have you actually talked to the Tithel clan about this? Is it getting worse? Uh, with this, I'm able to keep it at bay, and uh, if I take it for long periods of time, it does recede slightly. Not okay. Not and she lit. She looks down, she's like, did you hear that, honey? And he's like, oh yeah, I heard that. And he writes it down. Um, she's like, well, yeah, I... I'm... I'm a little bit versed in magic, more so than than Chips and, like, his his alchemy doodads. But, uh, yeah, that, that definitely seems like a thing for Mr. Altera. And uh, Alistair nods and says, we'll, we'll broach the subject uh, in more private quarters. I can see that you're a bit overwhelmed. Yeah, just a, a little bit. I'll pull the mask back up, just kind of sit there, like, yeah. uncomfortably. Yeah, and Chris is like, that's okay, honey. Don't worry. Um, and Chips is just, like, still stuck in his equations and just, like, jotting things down, and occasionally Chris is like, oh, no, no, that's supposed to be an eight. And he's like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they're just suddenly, you just gave them a project, they're focused. 
good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, any anything anybody else wants to broach at the at the lunch table? I think maybe we'll just give like Alistair a quick rundown about what was going on with the Awas tree and like all that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'll yeah. let him know about the reactions that I found in the the Morning Glory blood. Okay. And we should probably, yeah, yeah just bring up uh, Aubrey and uh, and Devria. Yeah. All right. Do you bring up Walter? Uh. Given that he's that he's spoken with so many um, important people, uh, I I think Fustrak would. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Alistair's like, oh, uh, I do remember him visiting a couple of times. He was very insistent. Uh, the first time he was trying to, uh, I believe he had sold something to the uh, Glacier Watch when they were still here a few months ago. Um, and then he was trying to outfit the local guard, but. Manaz doesn't exactly have a very large treasury, and uh, veneer arms are rather expensive, being that they're rather specialty. Uh, he came to me asking if I would be uh, interested in outfitting the town, being that we are in a rather dangerous place, but I... I don't know. I don't think... I don't think um, Miss Veneer, uh, well, Mrs. Veneer would much appreciate if I bought up weapons for such a unlikely cause. Um, anyhow, uh, he plied me with a few different weapons, uh, some magical that I was interested in but didn't care to buy. Uh, and then... Not too long ago, he visited me again, uh, trying to sell Residuum. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I asked him where it was from, because I was interested in uh, going to the source and seeing, one, what people were doing with it, and two, whether I could make use of it myself. Um, but he wasn't very wasn't very forthcoming with information on that. I gathered that it was from some place he shouldn't have been. Uh, yeah, you can say that. Do you all know where it came from? More than uh, likely. Wait, what? Uh, it, the Blue Shore tribe was trying to give him residuum, remember? The Blue Shore tribe. Was that they? what they were doing? Yeah, the, yeah, they the they were giving him residuum. Oh, yeah. Uh, I believe he said he didn't know how they got a hold of it, but they were trading it for weapons. Gotcha. Um, and uh, he says that is concerning. But yeah, considering, that's why we got involved. Yes, I read the uh, Merocuria. I assume some of you are the unnamed mercenaries. Uh, three of us. Well, four, actually. Looking over at Jasper. Oh. And Alistair looks over at him. 
Uh, and Jasper sort of nods. He says, I, I'm originally from the Blue Shore. Uh, and Alistair nods. Um, says, well, I'm not sure how they're getting a hold of it unless they've somehow learned to refine it or someone else is selling it to them uh, or trading. But I think I will check into that, knowing where it's coming from now. Uh, residuum is a, a good resource, but it's a rather dangerous one and a wasteful resource as well. The entire process of refining it is terrible. Terrible how? Uh, there's a lot of waste left behind, a lot of it toxic and acidic, and it's very difficult to dispose of. Uh, so could it be possible that that mine we've heard of came upon a residuum vein, and that's what's killing the tree? A mine? Well, residuum is leftover of something, right? Uh, residuum... I would say the casters among you know that residuum is. I'm I'm kind of going partial critical lore, uh, critical role lore here. Uh, it is refined from a certain type of stone um, that's fairly rare. But once you find like a pocket of it, there's quite a lot. Uh, but it has to be melted down with acid to get the residuum out of it. And what's left behind is this like horrible, acidic, toxic mud. Uh, So when we were uh, in Awas, we stopped at the... We couldn't get to the tree because it's completely surrounded by the Almatum that somebody has cast plant growth on. Mm. Um, But we did find out from the Selbins that... Uh, there is a mine upriver that is dumping toxic waste into the river, and the tree is trying to clean it. This is in the Anlis, uh, northern Anlis? Yeah. Hmm. And you see him, uh, he twists his hand, and a little pocketbook appears, and he starts writing in it. Uh, if you talk to Devria, she'll be able to tell you a little bit more about it. Well, I can't remember her husband's name. What's her husband's name? Aubrey. 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 Yeah, Aubrey knows the most. Ah, well, he has been out to Rolliga recently. Um, uh, and we may have also told Kit about the mine. How so, in the world did you come across Kit? Uh, we met him at the Selbin's place. Oh, he was at Bronstadt. Uh-huh. Interesting. We may have told him, so you know, you know how Kit operates. Maybe, uh, maybe it's already taken care of. He's on the Olmatum project. Uh, I'm not sure. I... I don't know why else he would be down here. I he was I he was looking at it uh, when Magda um, interrupted him. Yeah. Oh, he was giving a speech to the. The collective. Yeah, Some but I them. think they yeah. were talking <clears throat> about 
I don't know, but I mean, uh, he was working with he, Aubrey and Devria. He was so there to help like, with the like plant growth element yeah. of it. You guys, yeah, did that. You guys know that, yeah, he was there to work on the plant growth stuff and figure out where that came from. Uh, Magda interrupted him in the middle of telling off some members of the collective who have been appeasing uh, sort of bad forces instead of actually like preventing them from causing harm, uh, you would have been able to gather that he was talking about the Hesperian Empire and their constant need to just conquer everybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Alistair says, well, I... I mean, of course the man can do as many projects at the same time as, time as he likes, but I thought he was busy in Caladras. Uh, uh, him and Ren were both down here. Oh, well, Ren is not so much of a surprise. He he typically doesn't get involved in politics quite as much. Uh, I would have expected Kenna to be down here. But they, uh, I heard something about Kenna. I yeah, they said it. she they said she was gone, like she was away. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I uh, I'm not privy to everything that they get up to, though they do keep me up to date. Um, I don't know what she's up to. Well, we obviously but, have a few different strings that we're looking into, too, but... Well, uh, I'm actually glad that you're all here, because I may need, uh, if you're not busy with other things, I may need some help in return for helping you with whatever it is you're looking into. Uh, yeah. I'm sure we can make that happen. We can... It depends on what it is. I would rather get you all taken care of first, and if you have to say no to what I ask, then so be it, but let's, let's get into what you're needing at this time. Uh, we're looking into that curse... Um, Noah, is there anything that you need from me? Uh, you know, I'd, I take out the little vial that probably still has the crystal shard left in it. Yeah. And like, uh, so I pulled this from an earthblood fountain nearby. Uh, yes, so if um, you want to take a look at it before it disappears, maybe you can find something out. I don't know. That would certainly be interesting. And he reaches across to take the, uh, uh the vial. I tell him like so it had one charge and when i touched it it went off it was a wild magic surge oh yes i i think i've seen one of these before i haven't been able to get over to actually look at it myself but mm -hmm. you know when you spend 300 years in frosthold you uh, get familiar with what some of the different fountains can do mm -hmm. um i'll be glad to take a look at this absolutely uh mr fortune it, um, I apologize, it's been a long few days. Uh, Devria sent me in your direction. I was um, assisting her in a, some ways with the Armadum, and uh, my issue is actually similar to a friend of mine here, uh, gesture over towards Lorcan, uh, in that we both seem to have some gaps in our memory. And those gaps, uh, well, more so for me than for him, associated with fey magic, 
of a sort. And we've been able to put some of the puzzle pieces together, but most of the pieces seem to be missing. Yeah, just looking for any help I can get with that. May have come across a lead recently, but helping helping me potentially helps our friend Lorcan here, and helping Lorcan potentially helps Magda. And um, Alistair nods. You see his brows kind of furrowed. And he looks at Lorcan. He says, Lorcan. Not Lorcan Shaolak. And Lorcan, like, pulls his head back and, like, nods. And Alistair's like, hmm. Interesting. Um, I think I remember hearing something about you recently. Uh, something to do with, uh, increase at the guild of the gate and Lorcan like looks around he's like uh i that wasn't me uh what he is important about or what his role in all of this is that i for a long time thought that he might have been the person to give me the curse because he had his face but we've come recently to discover that he has been possessed by the demon mm-hmm. and gave this to me. And Alistair stands up and walks over and says, uh, Mr. Lorcan, may I? And Lorcan, like, nods. And Alistair taps him on the shoulder and you see Alistair's eyes flash. Uh, he says, Ooh, that's not good. Um... Do you have any idea who this entity was? The only thing that I know is that the when he was summoned, uh, he appeared in a humanoid shape, but was composed of maggots and lava. And he picks up his book again and starts writing. Well. I can tell you that possession is the nine tenths hall- of the law. Possession <laughs> is the hallmark of demons, of course. And this is demonic magic. But the thing that did this is not an abyssal creature. This is someone practicing magic that isn't native to them. It has, it has a lot of mistakes. Uh, and you, you guys do know that demons are from the abyss, of course. Yeah. Hmm. So it might not have been a demon then, but it was using demon magic. Yes. Uh, I would have to think if it's something that can use abyssal magics. It's something that traveled to the Abyss, which leads me to think that it is powerful enough to plane shift or has access to the realm gates in each realm. I'm meaning toward the plane shifting. So we're dealing with something fairly powerful here. If someone were to be looking into summoning Lorcan, per se, Mm -hmm. and something were in his body then 
it would be possible then that that person could still summon Lorcan, Lorcan's body, but also get that thing. Um, that's a bit of a tricky one. It would depend on the ability of the caster, because more can go wrong when you're talking about summoning a possessed entity. Um... I imagine... Did you summon Lorcan? Someone that I knew, yeah. Well, I imagine if they summoned Lorcan and Lorcan was possessed, the creature in question probably wasn't expecting it, but saw it as a moment of opportunity. That's what most demons and demon-like things tend to think in, is opportunities. Um... I would definitely like to look more into this, if you can provide me more detail later. Sure, yeah. Um, but, uh, Mr. Fortune Mayor, I would be happy to help you with your questions as well. Uh, and then, uh, Mr. Wildborn, was it? Yeah, um, I mean, really, I only have, uh, probably one thing that I can I can think of um, so I died a while back um, yeah that's kind of most people's reaction um, it is a rather traumatic thing I have experienced it myself well um, I kind of got lucky because apparently there was a phoenix nearby and uh it brought me back, so now I kind of have this uh, this burn on my chest. Uh, Noah over there uh, did some uh, some looking at it, and uh, it seems you know it makes it where uh, fire doesn't hurt me as much, uh, which, given some research that I received, uh, seems to be kind of par for the course. But he also mentioned that there was this golden thread uh, going from me into the sky. And uh, I don't know what's on the other end of that. And to my knowledge, threads don't just normally point up. Uh, so if you might have any, uh, any information on that, I would be much obliged. That sounds very familiar. Well, that puts my mind at ease. It, I mean, it means it's either real good or real bad, I'm assuming, but... Well, it could be a marker of a number of things. Let me let me show you. And he reaches under his shirt and pulls out this pyramid-shaped uh, mm. necklace. And he takes it off from around his neck and he sets it on the table. And he walks a few paces purple. away. Uh, and then he, he casts a quick fairy fire over the area... And you see this sort of looping golden thread leading from the necklace to him. Says, did it look something like this? I, Noah saw it, so... Uh, it uh, it's a golden thread, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's what it looked like. Uh, does that mean Fustrak is... Am I a necklace? Uh, he, he puts the necklace back on and tucks it into his shirt says, well, 
One of a few things could have happened to you, and I'm fairly certain you're not a lich. So we'll just strike that one out right now. Um, if it was a phoenix that did this, you may be either... This phoenix will probably know if something happens to you. That is my best guess. It is connected to you in such a way that if you were to fall, it would immediately know. Whether it can do anything about that, I am not sure. Huh. Well, that's, uh, that's interesting. Or, if you are a lich, if you die, you will reappear wherever the phoenix is in a few days. Oh no! <laughs> I mean, my my understanding for a long time was that liches were like skeletons, like just like <laughs> real strong evil skeletons. But uh, um, it's that's not entirely incorrect. I was going to say, considering some of the things we've heard about you previously, I uh, I assumed that that was not the case. Well, most of what you see is uh, glamour magic. I, the way I really look is not entirely pleasant, so I tend not to show it. But as for the evil part, I try not to tread that line. I failed before. Oh, ain't nobody perfect. That is very true. We're uh, very appreciative of your hospitality. Sorry for interrupting your class earlier. Oh, it's it's fine. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure the children will thank you at the very least. Mm. Uh, while while they are all here by choice and they enjoy the subjects I teach, sometimes they just need a break, and so do I, honestly. But, uh, I will, how about this, uh, why don't you all spend a little time, uh, making yourselves at home, I do have, as I mentioned to Mr. Barago, I do have a number of cabins, uh, out back of the tower that are for my guests, uh, they don't get a lot of use these days, but they're, they're comfortable and suitable. Each of them has a couple of bedrooms, so you should all be able to have your own room. Uh, make yourselves at home. Do anything you need to do in town, uh, if you need to do anything in town. Uh, and I will talk with each of you about what you need from me uh, later on. In the evening, I do need to uh, dismiss my class and get those uh, samples put away properly. Um, but the grounds, the island, are open to you. Uh, please do leave the upper floors of the tower. B. I'm sure you've heard this before with the other arcanists, but we keep sensitive things in the higher levels and. Um, Innocent poking around can result in accidents. 
Uh, but uh, also, Mr. Brago, you may be interested to see what your mother is up to. She is installing an electric system in the tower for me. Uh, or, well, rather, she's updating it for me. She's already installed one before. Oh, you're going to get some fancy lights in here. Uh, you do see he already has like electric lights, but they're definitely dated. Mm -hmm. um, says, yes, they all need a little bit of updating. And when you live as long as I do, you find that it is a problem when you don't keep up with the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. So can't live in a medieval tower forever. I kind of lean over to Chris. I'm like, are you gonna are you gonna give him the new uh, those newfangled incandescent light bulbs? She's like, oh yeah, I got a whole box of them. But uh, yeah, yeah uh, you guys snack on your stuff and chips and Chris just talk incessantly with Noah. Uh, and Alistair just sort of sits aside for a while listening before he eventually excuses himself and goes to do his stuff. And you guys are free to use the afternoon to do whatever you need to do and then talk to him as needed. But we have gone over time. Ash, you look like you wanted to say something. Wait till next time. Well, what you want? Uh, while we're going over, uh, or like while we're getting up and going and getting settled and stuff, I catch Lorcan and I just say, "Once we get settled, you and I need to talk." Okay, is that why you were staring at me earlier or something? Don't know what you're talking about. And I'll walk away. <laughs> you're not cool, you know. It's Didn't not say cool. I was. None of it. A real none of the edge lord stuff. It's all lame. I know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a real quick thing. Mm -hmm. um, Noah gave Fustrock a potion earlier did. Uh, at the at the Earth Blood Fountain. Yeah. Um, and Fustrock's going to make sure to give it back to him. Okay. Um, and he's also going to make sure to tell uh, Chips about the potion of growth that Noah mm -hmm. made and yeah. just how uh, awesome it was. <laughs> yeah, uh, Chips is just like, oh, that's my boy. As soon as you, uh, as soon as you mention that, I take the growth potion out and I hand you another one. I'm like, here you go. Uh, Foostruck lights up. <laughs> he's just so excited. Yeah. <laughs> the ears just go. <laughs> yeah. It's like, getting big like that was a ton of fun. I highly recommend trying it sometime. Yeah, we all Gonna enjoy get getting sold. big. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is where we will end for today. Uh, sorry we went a little over. Uh, but uh, let's let's jump real quick into the wrap-up stuff. You can find the Atlaran Adventuring Company on Twitter at AtlarinADVCo. You can also find all the links below here on Twitch, on YouTube, uh, that's linked to all of our VODs, podcasts, uh, other stuff, our Redbubble store where we have some unique designs up. Uh, please support because we need money. This ain't free. Uh... But uh, yeah, we're I'm I've been working on talking to people to try to grow this a little bit more. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Ash, hi, hi. my name is Astrid Knight. You can find me basically everywhere at Astrid K Rice, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, also TikTok. I have changed my handle on there. 
Uh, or my website, astrodnight.com. Uh, I'm writing a book. It's about D&D. It's pretty cool. It's called Perception Check. It's coming out in the winter. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Blake. Wow. Uh, I'm Blake R. Wolf. You can find me at blakearwolf.com. B-L-A-K-E-R-W-O-L-F-E. I'm under that same name on all the social medias. Um, I write fantasy books as well. I just finished a series up called The Crystalline Chronicles. Uh, it's kind of D&D-ish. Kind of a little bit of Lord of the Rings. A little bit Narnia. Um, yeah. So... Yep, that's what I do. I wrote those books. Working on more. Yay. Yay. All right. Uh, Zach Gale. Hi. Uh, you can find me at Zachary G. Author on Twitter. Hi. Um, Hi. <laughs> and uh, I am working on my first collection of short stories, primarily Hi. horror. Um, although to different degrees of dread, I'm finding. Um, and I plan to release that in one year. Yay. Um, I, I nearly have 24 stories completed. So I am, uh, I am very woot about it. <laughs> um, what are you, <laughs> Tumblr? Yeah. <laughs> Raffle um, My uh, XD. My very soon-to-be wife, uh, in three weeks from today, uh, also runs an Etsy shop. Some of the stickers uh, can be seen behind uh, Taylor. Um, she is, I think, looking to change that because uh, Etsy takes a shitload of money out of you. Um, yeah, uh, so it sounds like she's going to be changing that up here soon. Um, so I will keep folks posted. Uh, also, she'll likely be adding to our red bubble soon. Boop, boop. Yeah, hey. Zach knows I asked her for about something fun that I need to actually talk to her about, but it's a secret from the rest of you fucks. Yeah, it is. Secrets? Secret secrets. Uh, Coop. <sighs> Hi, I'm a regular person and hashtag stream masters at Coop, and uh, I play D&D with my <laughs> friends. And uh, this past week, I mentioned this, but now the actual episode is out, so I will plug them one more time. But I had the absolute pleasure of joining Sequel Men, the podcast, last week to help them wrap up their Amazing Spider-Man review franchise thing that they did. Uh, you can find them on Twitter at SequelMen19. They're also on like every podcast site that exists, so Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, and it was fun. It was a good time. I had fun. I can talk about Spider-Man for hours, and uh, they had to like stop me a couple of times. Can it was really fun because they were just like. They were just like, all right, we've talked about that, and uh, now let's move on to this next thing. And then I'd be like, no, but wait, I have one more thing I want to say. Enough. Yeah, That's so. enough. That's you enough said one more thing four more things ago. <laughs> yeah, I know. We had a good time, though. It was fun. I, I thought of this because we mentioned it last week uh, that anytime Coop didn't have anything to say, we'd do a, a fun fact. But I do have one for you. Uh-oh. Do you guys know what the hashtag is actually called? A the pound sign. The it's sign. called an Octothorpe. 
What? Why are we using that? I don't Why know. Why are we using that? Like, Octothorpe blessed. Yeah. I actually did. Hold on. Octothorpe ecstatic. I actually did <laughs> also have a backup in case I forgot to say that because that's how my brain works because I have ADD. Uh, I I did have a backup fun fact that was also about whales. Yeah. So sperm also? whales. Yeah, we did narwhals last time. Oh, yeah, that's narwhals. right. Okay. With their, yeah, yeah, their yeah. nine foot tooth. So, so like a lot of... Uh, like uh, sea mammals like dolphins and whales especially they communicate with each other using these like underwater clicks basically using this just strange organ array in the top of their heads right well sperm whales have massive heads right and their echolocation is so powerful that if they were to direct it at a human being underwater at full power they would basically implode them. That's I've heard fucking that cool. That's amazing. That's you actually, terrifying. because <laughs> because so fucking dope. Because <laughs> their echolocation is so fine tuned and so sensitive, the only possible way to ever swim with sperm whales is to go without any equipment at all because they can detect it and they'll stay away from you. But there are people that have gone swimming in the same water as a pod of sperm whales. And when they like turn their their like clicks to you, there are people that have literally been like temporarily paralyzed from that. <laughs> yeah, it's terrifying. Wow. Yeah, that's I amazing. I took a really deep dive on sperm whale uh, TikTok uh, <laughs> yeah. a couple months ago. I'm sorry. That's can how we, I knew that. Can we say sperm a few more times on here? No. <laughs> uh, and talk I about do. their really big heads. <laughs> I do, I do have one more whale fact that's just short and sweet. Ooh, uh, a, a blue whale, their heart weighs 400 pounds, Jesus. which is about the size of a small piano, and you can hear it from two miles away. Jesus Christ. Okay, anyway. Uh, nature's awesome. Uh, the ocean is scary. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Taylor, who are you? Yeah. I don't know. Who are um, you? Who are, who am I? Who are you? How are you? I'm um, from Grace. Yes, hello. I am Taylor Wallace. I am your humble dungeon master. Like, no, not really. Um, you can find me on Twitter at TA Forty Seven. I want a T A I Y. The timing was awful. L O R W A L L C A C E. Sorry, I gotta spell my name right. Make sure you spell it right or wrong, or you'll never find me. Um, I uh, mostly an editor at the moment, mostly D and D, honestly. But uh, you can find me on SonderEditing.com, where you can get editing services for cheaper than most freelance editors, and I will not charge the uh, bottom left quadrant of your soul. So, uh, yeah, that's that's me. That's what I'm doing. I write thousands upon thousands of word for, words for D&D, but never a book. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But uh, I think that'll do it for, for today. Uh, join us next Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern, uh, where we will be getting into... The Alistair stuff and some secrets that people want to talk about. Um, and some more fun Midwestern parents. Mm. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, uh, we still need to talk about the Halloween stream if we're doing it or not. Uh, but we should have a decision, information, whatever, by next week. So thank you for joining us. And get the fuck out and enjoy your Saturday. <laughs> oh, bye bye. Oh, that's right. I have to turn the stream off. Okay. Yeah. yeah.